Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Genesis Gems episode 69, where we cover Street Fighter 2. I am one of the hosts, Nick Stevens. With me this time is... Aaron, hey guys, how's it going? I realize I say that, and then I'm like, I'm waiting for people to say, hey man, how's... And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm talking to... <laughs> it's a it's a one-sided conversation, because the listeners can hear me, but they can't talk back and, until they... Uh, maybe maybe they ask me a question and ask Aaron, that's about it. There you go. <laughs> And uh, Landon's here. Hey, everybody. All right, Landon. Good deal. Yeah, we had him for the last episode that we, we released quite a bit ago. <laughs> we, <laughs> we scheduled this one a few times. I know uh, Rob kind of wanted to do this game, but he uh, unfortunately couldn't make it. So we will move on. He, he He's understands. a hoser. He is a hoser. He understands. <laughs> so how have you guys been? It's been like a month. Uh, man, I've been doing pretty great. I got, uh, <laughs> I got a bonus check from work, which, uh, you know... Has not happened in a while, so uh, that was a, a nice, pleasant surprise. And uh, I got to spend the weekend with my kiddos, and uh, we played all sorts of games and hung out, played some Minecraft and Rocket League and and uh, stuff of that sort. And uh, also uh, got to play some Bloodborne, uh, which is like a free PSN Plus game. It's like Dark Souls, uh, right? Yeah, it's like Dark Souls, except um, instead of a shield, you get a gun, which is great. Uh, so the the combat is a bit more active, where it's like if guys come up and rush you, the gun is kind of there as crowd control, kind of makes them back up. Uh, or you can kind of stun them and then come up and just do a wicked slash attack uh, with your crazy weapons. Uh, but yeah, so the, the, mostly the games I've been playing. I also ended up uh, ordering a few things because I'm gearing up for a show, PAX East, in a couple weeks. I'm going to play PAX East, uh, play a set Boston. there. Yes, in Boston, nice. Punta Cana. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Our fair city. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty excited. There's an awesome lineup, um, chiptune artists and uh, rock bands and stuff playing, so it's going to be good, and we're going to be located in the MAGFest Jam Space area um, at PAX East, and I'll be there pretty much starting the 4th through the 9th, so if any of you, any of you listeners happen to be at PAX East, come, come by, you'll find me pretty easily. Uh, I, I mean, if you've listened to our show enough or seen the Ask Aaron segment, I think you guys know what I look like by now. <laughs> I, I hope so. Uh, but yeah, so like what I what I ended up getting was um, I ordered a Mega EverDrive, uh, one of the Crix ones, the official ones, from Stone Age Gamer, and that is on its way over to me. So I'm going to play my entire set from my Sega Genesis. Awesome. Cool. And uh, yeah, super excited about that. And yeah, man, that's that's like the main thing I got. Um, there's some other crazy things I got um, that I I could go into more detail if you guys want. Just real quick, I'll, if if you want to know the crazy stuff I bought, it's not super expensive. But um, did you Nick or Landon? Did you guys ever have a TI calculator? In yeah. high school. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you know that I think it's the TI-82 through the TI-84. Um, 
so these calculators can't technically produce sound. Like you probably guys probably remember playing like little games on them and stuff, but they couldn't snake. make sound. <laughs> Played a lot of snakes on those things. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, snake. I remember playing drug wars. I remember playing uh, blackjack and uh, like a Final Fantasy clone and. <laughs> Um, there's like a Tetris attack clone I played on there. Uh, but yeah, it's such fun stuff. Um, well, there was a, an author, there was a programmer that recently released a piece of software that allows you to make music <laughs> on the uh, TI calculator. And it's pretty crazy how it works. So basically, what it's using is a... Uh, the the it's basically the link port sends a signal and it's like a digital signal over an audio port but that's that's actually sound and so they were able to manipulate it to make sound so uh you, you get kind of a one bit chip tune uh sound out of it and you can produce some pretty cool results and I'm kind of nerding out over it uh, <laughs> over here but the crazy thing is you can get one of these calculators for like 12 bucks. They're super cheap. So like the barrier to entry on this is insane. Um, the, it's kind of just like how the Game Boy, anyone can buy a Game Boy and, and turn it into a music making machine. It's the same same kind of concept here. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the other thing I did. And then uh, I ended up getting a uh, device for my ZX Spectrum which uh, will be pretty cool as well. That'll let me play games off of that. So I don't have to load them. I've got a whole bunch of games on tape. I'm just like, oh, I'm so tired of... <laughs> I literally I take like a, a, a cassette. Uh, I have a Walkman and loading games off of that uh, t- takes about four to five minutes. And I don't know if you guys ever grew up with like an old computer. I remember trying to load a, a game on, on disc or on tape and it's just taking forever like you could go make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and come back and it's not done uh, <laughs> so that's that's kind of my life right now i'm i'm got a lot of uh, excited things going on um the other thing i wanted to mention before we went any further was that uh before we i'm sorry landed uh the aaron show it's all about aaron hey it's all right <laughs> i'm here to support you man oh, i appreciate it uh okay so uh this thursday guys this Thursday, which is uh, March the 29th, 2018. Um, I'm actually part of something we might have mentioned on the show before, which is FM Possible 2. It's a chiptune collective of Sega Genesis artists and people who make FM music. And we're doing an album release party um, this is going to be on geekbeatradio.com, and that's going to be Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's going to run for about two hours. We're going to run through the whole album, and the album will then be released on Bandcamp and out to the other platforms uh, on the Cheap Beats label. So uh, I've got two songs on that. I am super excited for you guys to hear. So, yeah, and I'm sure Nick can put those in the show notes Absolutely. And, and we'll be we'll, all set we'll uh advertise it like crazy on the genesis gems page and make sure it's all there so yeah that'll be awesome yeah and there will be uh yeah there, there'll be a chat uh, on discord so speaking of which i think we need to get a discord set up we probably do for yeah. genesis gems uh eventually <laughs> 
but yeah, there's there's a Discord for Geek Beat Radio. Um, if if you see the event in Genesis Gems, then uh, there's information about that there. Cool. So check it out, and I'll go ahead and turn the time over to our good buddy Landon. Yeah, what have you been oh. up to, Landon? Oh, not much. Uh, you know, hearing you guys talk about the Yakuza games got me kind of <laughs> interested in those. So I downloaded the uh, the demo for the the new one, Yakuza Six, and I played it a little bit today when the kid wasn't in the room. And I gotta say, I I feel like I've been missing out on something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll definitely be agreeing with you. I'll talk a little bit about that on Sega Snippets. But yep, you're right. Missing oh something man, big. that's it's <laughs> just such a it's such a cool game and a cool premise. I'm like, I can literally do anything. Like. I can get in a street fight with this guy and hit him in the head with a potted plant. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's such a cool game, but I feel like I've been missing out on that. But other than that, I've been a few months, well, about a year ago, actually, I had uh, good buddy Josh Witt modify my uh, Sega Saturn to play backups and imports. And I've been playing a few of those imported uh, Saturn shooters. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh <laughs> Battle Garega, yeah. That's, oh, that's Battle really Garega is crazy. I love that game. I've just got into that here recently. And then there's a uh, there's that treasure one. I'm trying to remember. Uh, Radiant Silvergun. Yes, Radiant Silvergun. Yes, that one is supposed to be amazing. And it finally got an English localization. I want to say Xbox 360. I don't know what. Maybe it's on Steam now. I don't remember where else you can play it. I think but that one is supposed to be really good. Weren't they the ones that did the uh, the game uh, Ikaruga? Yes, I think. Ikaruga was yes. kind of a spiritual that, that was on Dream, that. Dreamcast, yeah, right? Yeah, it's on Dreamcast. Yep, yep, That's that. one of my favorite and, uh, like, shooter game, games. GameCube, yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, other other than that, not a whole heck of a lot. Just working for the man, it seems like. <laughs> Heard that. <laughs> I've actually been off. Uh, I was off last week, and I'm off uh, next week, too. I'm transitioning jobs again. I feel like that's all I ever do. So <laughs> I'm actually going back to an old job I did a couple of years ago, uh, making more money than I did when I was there. So cool, cool deal for that. But I've been having a lot, a lot of free time here lately. But um, I did go up to Dave and Buster's yesterday, and uh, that was awesome. They had some really cool games there, some newer arcade type games. Uh, like I played Ramp, the new version of Rampage, which was okay. It's pretty neat though. Was it kind of like the old version of Rampage? A little bit. It's a little. I don't know. It almost feels more generic. It's more. <laughs> It's 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 more like button mashing, and you still gotta mm. like watch your joy. It's much more fast paced, but I like it because it integrates some of the um, the points onto your card. So how well you do in that game is how many points you get on your card to go redeem prizes with, which is pretty cool. Because a lot of the mm. arcade games of those places don't do that. That was cool, but there was a new Tomb Raider game uh, based off kind of the newer games, and it was a it was a on rails shooter, and uh, very cool. You actually got to. Uh, um, play you can play four players is on this huge screen i'm thinking 80 inches probably very precise type shooter and it did the same thing the better you did on that game the more points you got in your card so that was cool and there's some other cool shoot 'em up games uh, a new walking dead game uh you kind of shooting a crossbow pretty cool but a lot of good on real shooters that you don't really expect <laughs> to be that good anymore but really enjoyed that so i had a good time doing that and then um been playing a whole lot of sega saturn i'll get into that later and uh yeah that's really about it in my life i guess we kind of Skipped around here. We Sega snippets might be a little short for us today. <laughs> oh, I but... know it's going to be interesting. <laughs> what, what I'll probably do because I was like, I was thinking about something like, man, I should have put this in Sega snippets and this in my main chat. It'll be okay. I oh, think yeah, our yeah. listeners will understand. They don't care. I don't think our listeners care that much, right? They care, but <laughs> they'll let us know though. They definitely will let us know. 
Don't let us know if we forget about uh, the new Daytona USA game that came out yeah. <laughs> uh, a year ago that we totally forgot to mention. Or, or forgetting to put the uh, gavel down and the sound. Uh-oh. Yeah, sorry about all that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know what? Those responsible have been sacked. That's right. They're gone. <laughs> it was mainly Michael Kelso and any two dudes supporters. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, we are the Genesis Gems Podcast. We appreciate you listening. Uh, if you want to check us out, we're on the web at www.genesisgemspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Join our Facebook group. Where most of the interaction happens is at facebook.com slash group slash Genesis Gems. Send us an email, guys. I haven't got an email in a while. I'm getting a little sad. Send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Gen Gems. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that great stuff out there. Um, I believe, what's the other one called? TuneIn Radio. We're there. And then we're also part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. I uh, want to give a big thanks to our patrons out there. Uh, got a little bit of an updated list here, so... Bear with me. I just want to say thanks to everyone who supports, and that includes Chris Vanderhoff, Daniel Tolan, Jared Adams, Andrew Coed, Joseph Garris, Geekvolution, Rob, Timothy McGowan, Tyler J., Stephen Govich, Chris Fox, Brody Pedal, Otto Gregerson, Jim Jones, Jim, Mighty Matt D., Axel Hayes, Gabe Van Gilder, Ian McGarry, Classic Gaming Quarterly, Cutta, NZ17, Ross Beck, Alex, Bastin Nosteria, Barnaby Jones, Jason Wilson, Bradley Smith, Retro Blist, Andy Layton, John Grayson, Joshua Witt, Landon Long and Michael. I just said Landon Long like you weren't here. Hey, <laughs> Thanks, Landon. All right. <laughs> Appreciate the support, buddy. <laughs> no problem. Do you get the feed okay on that, Landon? I don't hear a lot of complaints. Does that work pretty well for you? Yeah, man. It's really good. Like, yeah. I like the email system because it's like, hey, guys, here's what's going on. And I'm like, oh, cool. Good, good. Awesome. I was kind of wondering because I'm don't. i not on the receiving side of that. So. <laughs> no, man. It comes through great. 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 Okay, and then also want to say thanks. I didn't. We didn't get any written reviews on iTunes, but there's been about three new five star submissions. I guess without a written review. So big thanks for that. Appreciate that, guys. Keep those coming. And it's funny because I just switched to Android here recently, so I'm not looking at iTunes as much as I did since iTunes isn't on an Android. But anyways, all right, guys. Well, let's go to the next segment here. Uh, we'll go ahead and jump into this. This is Sega Snippets. Test one two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. And um, go over my quick list of Sega stuff. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Bayonetta, which I'm almost done beating that game. That'll probably be a future Patreon episode, because uh, Patreon episode, because uh, that's an awesome game. It's Sega, and I know that uh, I've been talking to Michael Kelso about it too. I think he may come on for a yeah, sorry, two dudes guy, but he may <laughs> come on for a uh, Patreon episode with us and t- chat about that game. So that's been fun. Uh, like I also mentioned my Sega Saturn playing a lot of that I fired it back up when we did our Daytona USA episode but uh, I hooked it up to my big TV and just kind of left it there and I've been playing a lot of like fight, Fighters Mega Mix uh, uh, just bought the new uh, not new I bought a Virtual Fighter remix for another Patreon show we'll be doing been playing a lot of that uh, Legend of Oasis I fired that back up really want to dig into that soon but haven't quite got there yet but uh, yeah but just really enjoying my Saturn even played some really bad games I had to remind myself how bad they were, like NBA Jam Extreme. That's a miserable game. Don't play that, guys. <laughs> it's definitely not. Yeah. A wow. It's definitely. I'm just thinking of Harold and Kumar. Extreme. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's awful. Um. But uh, yeah. Other than that, I bought uh, Yakuza Zero. Uh. About three or four weeks ago, and I am loving that game. I've put already put about four or five hours into it, maybe more. And a lot of that's just exploring the town, doing random stuff. Uh, it definitely is a, uh, I think I told you this, Aaron, and we'll go over this in the Patreon episode in the future, but it's, it's kind of almost like a little bit of a 
more streamlined Shinmu. It's definitely got kind of that spiritual successor feel of Shinmu, but uh, I'm loving it. Um, don't know if I like it better than Shinmu or not yet. Maybe once I play a few of them, I'll be able to say that because Shinmu is one of my favorite games of all time. But it's definitely up there. And like Landon said, <laughs> I feel like I've definitely missed out on this train. It's been going on for a while. I know the first Yakuza game was on. 2006, I wow. want to say. 2005 or six. Ooh, yeah. Over 10 years, I have just... I don't know. I don't know what it was. I just it came out. I think the marketing was bad. I think uh, so too. At first, I yeah. think it was marketed too much as like a Japanese answer to Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And you know they got like the first game especially. They went full tilt with like, okay, we need American voice actors, and we need <laughs> you know. It was still a, a very Japanese game, and I I played it. It's still good, but yeah, like I could see where playing the first Yakuza game, um, you know people might get turned off a little bit but like yeah as it, it gets going it just gets really good and the story's always been good they've always had top-notch writers and uh you know it's like a very uh almost like you know like japanese godfather you know where it's just like there's <laughs> yeah. so many players and uh and so many things going on and, and there's melodrama and but you know just like a, a good uh, soap opera or like wrestling you know kind of like that where there's just like so many plot lines that kind of intersect and uh, things that are happening, and and then uh, you know it's a game that doesn't always take itself seriously. A game series, in general, where it's like there's stuff that's ultra ultra serious, and then suddenly you'll be doing something like uh, dancing or singing karaoke, <laughs> yeah, no or um, I think there is one part where it's you're like trying to. Yeah, yeah or you you teach a uh, punk band to be yes, tougher. I just, I just finished that. <laughs> yeah, because they're you know they're just kind of weak. And, uh, yeah, there's just some really crazy side missions in that. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, it's a series I, I definitely enjoyed and, and uh, started playing uh, when they became free on PSN+. Plus. Uh, that's when I, my first one was, I think, Yakuza 4. It's the first one I ever started playing. I was like, man, this is really good. And, like, even if you jump into it midstream, they give you a primer in the game. It's like, okay, well, here's movies from this other game. And here's an explanation of what's going on. They kind of like piece together the uh, the storyline for you. So it makes more sense. But the good thing is if you're starting with Yakuza 0, then you're just starting from the beginning. The yeah. very, very beginning Which story. is cool. Yeah. It makes me feel a little better because I did not want to go back and play the PS2 games if I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, well, especially because they're kind of harder to find, especially the second yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, but and the good not, thing they're is... They're not cheap. <laughs> no, they're not. And they're not HD. Uh, the good thing is now that uh, you can play Yakuza Kiwami uh, 1, which is out, that uses the same assets as 0. And then uh, 2 will be out soon, and then those are remakes of the first Yakuza games. You, you're so, going to have to publish like a little uh, document for Landon and I, letting us know <laughs> how to play these games. Like yeah. Yakuza 0, then those two. Yeah, that, that would help. <laughs> I yeah I'd probably say that um and then I think so you got three and four on PS3 and then you've got uh what is it uh three and four and then you got five and six that are on PS4 six it just barely came out yeah well cool man so yeah I'm definitely excited about playing these games I'm gonna keep playing them. Definitely, only thing bad about them, guys, if you have kids, do not play those games in front of your kids. Right, wow. yeah, yeah. There, there are some <laughs> ad- adult situations in these games, and of course, over-the-top violence, you can 
beat people over the head with trash cans yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and uh, do some, like, you know, throw people in the walls and all sorts of crazy bloody, stuff. Yeah. And, and break dance towards them. <laughs> <laughs> it almost had a like a dead rising feel to it when i started picking up motorcycles and beating people with them. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> love it cool but yeah there are some uh, uh you know there are some adult situations and things that are not uh appropriate for kids nah, not at all but yeah I, when my kids woke up from bed last night and walked in i immediately paused it and was like no you're not watching this <laughs> <laughs> oh. that's why i wanted I, on the that's switch. why you're saying you want it on the switch yes, so you're yes, like yes. oh i can just play it on my switch and what I was telling you was like, oh man, it stinks because they like they did uh, re-releases of the first two games in Japan. I want to say Wii, on yeah. the Wii U. I'm like, man, that would be perfect. They should bring it to the Switch. Come on, Sega. I mean, they did it, they did it with Bayonetta, and they're actually going to be making Bayonetta three exclusive to the Switch. So come on, Sega, bring it over. Get on the ball. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Landon, do you have anything else for Sega snippets? No, not really. Uh, I did see the news that the new uh, Sega Genesis collection, they're releasing it for PS4, and that kind of got me to trying to find my copy of the Sonic collection for PS3 and broke that out and played some Shinobi the other day and (laughs) forgot how much I love that game. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, really? Other than that and the Yakuza, man. That's about it. (laughs) Yeah, that's about it. I picked up that Sonic collection about a year ago. That's really cool. But I'm kind of a little upset again. We'll bring up the Switch. They're not releasing yeah. that on the Switch. What's up with that? PS4, Xbox, and then no Switch. I don't know what to tell you there. Sega, Sega. <laughs> Which they are, they are, I forgot to talk about this, they're doing that enhanced edition of uh, Sonic Mania and the physical copy, and that uh, that will be on the Switch, which it should have been. Thank you. Kind of stinks, yes. though, because you know, <laughs> I spent all that money on that collector's edition and didn't get a physical copy of the game. And now I'm probably going to have to go back and buy this. I'm, I'm just a sucker mm. for that. Speaking of physical copies, uh, that's what I didn't get to mention uh, earlier was I picked up a copy of uh, Metronomicon uh, on the PS4 with the soundtrack from Limited Run Games. And uh, the signif- significance is it's a rhythm-based game, sort of like a DDR, Guitar Hero type thing. Uh, but it's also mixed with RPG elements. But the kicker is that um, I actually have a song in the game, um, and that song is Lazarus off of my first album. So I played it with my kids this weekend uh, on the PS4, and it was kind of surreal playing my song with my kids. <laughs> They're like, hey, we know this song. Uh, so it was great. And it is Sega-related because I used Sega Genesis instrumentation <laughs> in the song. Booyah. You don't have to get you like a copy and sign it. You know, <laughs> like that's awesome. Right? Well, that, that's the thing. Like, it was limited run, so like they've already sold out, man. They That website, they do great. Yeah, they is, do. They sell, sell mm-hmm. a lot of stuff like really quick. People wait. Like, they'll, they'll wait for that time that they know exactly when they're going to release a game. And they'll oh, be on yeah. The website, I was like, click, 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 I, click. there were only, I think, a hundred of the, uh, the bundle where you get the game and the, I think it's like four disc soundtrack. There are only a hundred of those bundles, and then you could buy them separately, and then buy just the game. And uh, yeah, it was it's crazy because like you get the the PS4. uh, I got the case, and when I opened it, I was expecting it not to have much in it. But man, they go all out. You open up the game case; it comes with a full color manual, which you don't see often these days. 
uh, full color manual, and you get a full color poster with it also. So that's, man, that's definite value. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Um, so the other thing I wanted to talk more about was the the Mega EverDrive. I ended up getting the X7, which is like the fanciest <laughs> one you can Ooh. get. I was like, oh, man, I the Go main up. reason was because it can do wave playback, playback wave files on the system. So like if I'm doing a live set and I want to incorporate something that's non Sega Genesis or it's from a commercial or something <laughs> uh, in between songs, I can throw it in there. Uh, the other thing it does is um, it does save states. It has a pause button for the Sega Master System games. It does Sega Master System. Oh, that's cool. Uh, it does FM sound for Sega Master System games that support it. Uh, yeah, it's it's got a lot of cool features to it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else specifically. Oh, it has a USB port for development. Which is cool. You can hook <laughs> it straight up to your computer. Um, and you can use... Sometimes there's ROM hacks that are pretty large and file size, uh, expanded ROMs, and they work. There's an in-game menu, so uh, you don't have to go back out to the main menu every time um, you need to change something or do something. And yeah, it's pretty solid. I'm excited to play with it. I should get it in a few days. And like, if you get it off Stone Age Gamer, they um, they have like 12 different shells <laughs> you can get, like different colors. Um, I ended up getting the the granite one, which is because it 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 looks pretty wild because what it ends up looking like is an an N sixty four game because <laughs> the shell is the same color <laughs> as an N sixty four game or like That's a cool. Uh, so it's it's kind of got that feel to it. It's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, so you know what? Besides that, just remember, guys, Thursday, that's when it's happening. When awesome. We have a, a release party for FM Possible 2. It's been seven years, almost seven years since the last one. Um, and I wasn't a part of that original one. That was only three people, and now it's kind of grown in size. So, uh, super excited for that. Yeah, stick it on your calendars, guys. We'll keep sharing it mm-hmm. away. I'm, I'm hoping, I, I think my Thursday's pretty free. I'll sit back and check that out, too. Sweet. Well, guys, I think that's it for Sega Snippets. Now let's go ask some quick questions and ask Aaron. Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions, it's okay. And he will answer them if he wants. And Aaron, I got this pulled up. Looks like we uh, left it on there a little longer than we said we were. <laughs> but uh, Oh, we did. Yeah, so this uh, we're going to start posting the times. I think everyone kind of saw that, but... Uh, we got kind of a deadline we're going to try to honor the best that we can just so that everyone has a chance to know when we're doing this and also helps us to not have five pages of questions to read. <laughs> we know you guys <laughs> like this, so we'll uh, we'll keep going with it. So here in the first question comes from Timmy Mack, and Timmy says, I want to ask a serious question, but it, but it's early and I can't think of one. So were you a snick kid growing up? If so, what were your favorite shows? Mine were Red and Stimpy and The Secret World of Alex Mack. Ooh, I absolutely was so much so that one of my favorite games as a kid, and it was a frustrating game too, was uh, Red and Stimpy. <laughs> so I definitely owned that game, and I was a huge Snick kid. Uh, which, for those that don't know, or maybe you didn't grow up in the states, uh, that's Nickelodeon. Snick is what Saturday night yep. 
Nickelodeon mm-hmm. programming. Uh, are you afraid of my? Uh, are oh, you afraid of the yeah. dark? Love was my yes. other Me too. favorite program. Uh, yeah, I liked Alex Mack. Uh, that was a cool show. Um, I loved anything with the green ooze, like the the shows <laughs> and stuff. Um, I I lo- loved Salute Your Shorts. Oh, wow, crazy yes. kids. No, those weren't Snake. Those were Nickelodeon in general. But okay. like Snake shows, mainly it was Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, and I'm trying to think of other ones that were in that block. Oh man, I'm I'm struggling. But um, if I could remember, there was that weird. What was that? Uh, what was that? That guy's name? Yeah, I thought he had like oh Strange. It was like Alan Strange or something. And you remember that? Not Alan Strange. What was that guy's name? Oh, there's Alan Wake. Oh, that's a good video game. No, not Alan Wake. <laughs> uh, I, I, it'll come to me. It, it was a uh, majority was of Alan. Alan Strange. Yeah. Yeah, he was like an alien, and he was a like in human form, wasn't he? Yeah, and so like, so I remember there was Clarissa explains it all, which was mm-hmm. which was all right. It wasn't my favorite, but uh, I remember having a crush on Melissa Joan Hart for a while. <laughs> Um, Roundhouse, which was a, like a variety show, uh, as I recall, and then all that, of course, which went on to dominate. Oh yeah. Uh, you had Doug, uh, which sounds like my Doug favorite cartoon. My favorite, <laughs> yeah. still probably my favorite uh, Nickelodeon cartoon ever. Um, and, and you know you had Rugrats and Keenan and Cal was one of my favorites also. Now that I think about it, uh, so yes, obviously I. I was definitely a a snick kid, and I want to say it ran from like ninety two to almost shoot almost two thousand one or so, and then they kind of phased it out. And all, all I remember about Nickelodeon now is SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> um, I don't know much beyond that about what they have for programming, but yeah. Uh, in general, though, guts. Like Nickelodeon shows, I love those type of shows. Guts, uh, Guts mm. which is like uh, you know, like another type of like American Gladiator, but for kids. Uh, yeah, Guts. Yeah, Legend of the Hidden, yeah. Legend of the Hidden Temple, which is just fun Ooh, yeah. to make fun of the kids who didn't know what they were doing on the show. <laughs> uh, Nick Arcade was oh, probably yeah. my favorite of the oh, bunch. Yeah. Uh, Phil Lamar is great. Phil Phil Moore, I want to say his name is Phil Moore. So yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and move on here. What's you the next You question? got one from uh, Nick DeMarco. It says, Aaron, there's no need to blow up your equipment with my fancy doorstop. Also, are you blindly pointing to the part of heaven where the Dreamcast and Saturn are floating? Heard it's nice there. <laughs> 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 so uh, the picture that Nick chose was uh, me at MAGFest 2018. And... Um, this is the part of my set I want to say actually yeah okay so this is the part of my set where I'm playing the last song and uh, yeah I'm pointing towards the sky (laughs) and probably bobbing my head a bit so got the song going and let me see what he said here Um, yeah you know Dreamcast and the Saturn rest in peace this one's for my homies (laughs) absolutely (laughs) So, uh, what's the next one we got? Next one's from Ian McGarry, and Ian says, "What was the best story you've played in a Sega game on the Genesis? And what is love? Ooh, what is love? Um, 
The best story. Man, if it's just Genesis, I thought Fantasy Star 4 was pretty deep. Um, Story-wise, I definitely enjoyed that. Uh, I kind of like the story of even um, Out of This World, one of my favorite games. The the narrative in that game is pretty awesome because you're on an isolated planet. You know, you're kind of this hotshot programmer kid, uh, scientist, young young dude with a Ferrari Ferrari who gets sucked into a portal into another dimension. And uh, I just really enjoy that game and that story. And you kind of have to figure things out on your own. And it's a totally alien experience because everything's kind of out to kill you until you find this one person who's been... Uh, trapped in a prison along with you and you kind of figure out that he's he's a friend he's like the only one in the game that's your friend everyone else is hostile rather running towards you to shoot you or running away from you because uh you don't look like them so that's kind of my my top picks um if i was to include sega cd i probably mentioned this before but snatcher Mm -hmm. sits at the absolute top uh as far as narrative storytelling so there you go and what is love? Uh, love is what you make it. But love is Genesis Gems. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I like that. <laughs> we are love. <laughs> All right. Next question comes from Trevor Franklin. He says, Aaron, why is Retro Bliss Podcast always feuding with you? Also, let us know when you want to be back on the Retro Bliss as the guest. Also, invite Nick. <laughs> I didn't throw that in there, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I think it's just more of a... I don't want to break kayfabe here, but uh, you know it's like wrestling where you got to keep up airs and yeah. appearances. Yeah, so we hate you guys and we hope you fail. Um, Someone's but, gonna be the bad guy, right? No, right, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, Retro Bliss is a great show, and uh, we just like to, to poke fun a bit, just like with two dudes, but not as much because uh, yeah. they, Trevor, uh, they. they those guys have a, a little more respect for the uh, Trevor and Johnny have more respect for the Sega Genesis than uh, yeah, they do. the two dudes do. <laughs> um, they, they cover just about anything, and and plus, you know, I, I wrote their theme song, so uh, I can't be all bad. But yeah, we'll we'll definitely come on the show, guys. Uh, I've been on there once before, and uh, that was to cover, I think, Blast Cores on yeah, yeah. the N64. But yeah, we should definitely come on there, and, and I would say probably just. Do something non-Sega for a change. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah. just take off the Sega hat because uh, we, you know, we can't. We can tell you guys that all we ever do is play Sega, but uh, you wouldn't <laughs> believe us because we've already admitted on the show that we haven't. Uh, so yeah. So next question. Next question comes from Chris Murray. Chris says, "Favorite Genesis game to play on the go via the Nomad, and weirdest place to play it? <laughs> uh, like in the back of a Volkswagen." <laughs> there you go. Is it a Volkswagen <laughs> rabbit? Or a beetle? Uh, oh. uh, I think uh, I think Landon caught that one. Okay, so favorite Genesis oh, game I to play on the go. I completely went over my head. Oh, it's uh, it's okay. <laughs> the good thing is, if it's divorced from the the original movie it's from, then it, it doesn't sound dirty. It's great. Okay, so favorite Genesis game to play on the go via the Nomad. I always thought it was virtual racing because uh, the... the the 3D graphics at the time really blew my mind. And uh, that's one of those games where it's pick up and play. 
and you won't have to worry about the batteries dying so quickly because it's a racing game and your play session is usually over in about 15 to 20 minutes. So I think that's one of the, the perfect games to play on that system that kind of still looks neat, especially when it's on a smaller screen. Um, besides that, whew, um, play on the go via the Nomad. Um, because I used to have a Nomad. I really liked playing Comic Zone. Well, it was the game on the box. So, uh, you know, if you got a Nomad, you saw the Nomad box, it had Comic Zone on the cover. Um, I would play that. I would play Miss Pac-Man. Uh, I love playing RPGs. Shining Force 2 is probably one of my favorites to play on there. Um, pretty much anything I would play on the regular Genesis, I would play there. The only things that I might skip are the ones that are more two-player heavy, unless you hooked up your Nomad to the TV with that second controller port. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope that answers your question. Thanks for asking. Uh, Chris. So next question from Chris. I think he's got. There's three here. I'm not reading any of those because they're not real questions. Um, he okay. Has an, he has another one down the road there. Sorry, Chris. You just have to deal. <laughs> so the next one comes from uh, Jared Adams. Says, "Do you live for the music or the moment?" Um, is this like a is this an eight mile question? I think that's what is that this... is. <laughs> Better never let it go. Go bomb spaghetti. Only got one shot. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I love. I love when they take that song and it's just like mom spaghetti. The whole mom spaghetti. I haven't seen that either. All the <laughs> stuff's going over my head. Oh yeah. No. The, there's there's a YouTube meme where it's like they just take all the lyrics to that song oh. and it's the same beat from just lose it or lose yourself and it's just mom spaghetti the whole time. <laughs> That's awesome. It's great. So what is next? Next is Eric Purcell says, is that your orange amp, uh, band amplifier? If so, why hast thou kept it a secret? So dope, my friend. Uh, I wish, but no, <laughs> Love I, that last song Love. I was doing was with, uh, Nellward, who is a superb, amazing guitarist and composer. And he agreed to play guitar on my last song. And that is his awesome sounding orange amplifier so yeah. I, I definitely want to get one at some point i got to uh yesterday i went to the guitar center before dave and busters and uh i played i want to go play one of those wild audio guitars that zach wild makes and um i played it through an orange amplifier and it was ridiculous so, yes <laughs> a lot of money a lot of money there um actually i was kind of looking for my next guitar to buy and i think i was actually ending up looking at my next amp to buy i played an orange amp and i played a black star amp which i really liked so I'm kind of throwing those up in the air. I don't know which one I want. Anyway, I sorry. just want a, another electric guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. And then the amp is next. I need another <laughs> amp, but uh, I would first like like the only electric guitar I have right now is one I really can't play all that well. I can play a little bit on upside down right handed guitar, oh, but yeah. I would much rather mm. have a left handed guitar so I could play yeah. chords easier. Yeah, makes sense. Mm. All right, uh, next question from Chris Fox. It says, if it starts with one thing and you don't know why, then does it really matter how hard you try? <laughs> Lincoln Park. Yeah. Rest in peace, Chester. Yes, rest in peace. <laughs> uh, yes. There you go. <laughs> All That's, right. I, I hope that answers your question, yes. <laughs> so uh, next one, Rodney Clark says, how are ROMs made? Is it a direct rip off the cartridge? 
That's a good question. Yeah. So, so someone takes a, there's usually like an EEPROM reader and they can take the chip. Um, there's some sort of device. Uh, I used to have one for the Super Nintendo called a Super Wildcard VX where it ran a parallel port to your PC and you could dump the contents of the ROM to your PC. And then once it's dumped to the PC, then it's readable. Uh, if someone's written an emulator, you know, if they've reverse engineered the system, then, uh, you know, an emulator can read it. Or if you have something like a modern day now, you can take that ROM and you can slap it on an SD card and load it up on an EverDrive and play it on the real hardware. But hopefully that answers it for you. Usually someone's got, a, and it kind of goes both ways. You've got an e- EEPROM reader, writer. Um, so you can take an EEPROM and you can write, um, as long as it's the right size uh, EEPROM, then you can write uh, Genesis data on to it. And that's how games were made. Um, you know, there were dev kits that Sega, uh, I, think, I, don't, I don't know exactly how they got distributed to developers. They had to buy them straight from Sega or, or how they had to do them. I think they had, uh, I think there were some developers making their games on like uh, Atari STs and uh, Amigas and because you had a similar architecture and stuff like the Sharp 68000. Um, but that's another question. So, <laughs> moving on here. And that children, or how babies are made. All right. Oh, uh, man, that ruined the illusion. <laughs> oh, no, I thought it was when just I... storks. I thought, you when know, I'm... when I saw Dumbo when I was a kid, I was yeah. All I thought it was when a mommy rom loved a daddy rom very much. And... <laughs> <laughs> when the Master System and Game Gear got together. Anyways. All right. <laughs> Jim Jones asks, what are you pointing at? What am I pointing at? Um, did, did Nick DeMarco know, already answer that? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I think I'm literally just pointing at just just like just getting into the moment. And usually that involves raising my hands in the air and gesturing wildly. So Like you just don't care? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Next question from... Chris Vanderhoff, this is the real question. Uh, what's your favorite Sega system? Ooh. Oh, favorite Sega mm. system is gotta be the Sega Genesis. <laughs> uh, appropriate. Appropriate. I think it's just got the. It was their most popular system, and I think it's just got the biggest variety of hit games and great games. Uh, though I, there are many great games on the Sega Saturn, um, and a few on the Sega CD that are some of my tops. Um, Master System isn't bad, but I never really liked the sound quality. And um, I always felt like we got stiffed on a lot of games that could have made it to the system that were either better on the NES or um, there were just more third-party developers. What are you going to do? But there are really good games on the Master System, on the Game Gear. Um, but in my opinion, just not as many as the Genesis. What do you guys think? Before we move on. Oh. Landon Dreamcast going... is up there too, I forgot. Dreamcast, really solid library, but not still not as many as on the Sega Genesis, in my opinion. How about you, Land? I'll let you go first. Oh man, don't me the don't me to the sharks, buddy. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm I'm gonna have to be, you know, and go with Aaron on this and say Genesis, although 
I do really like the Dreamcast, and I and I think the Saturn doesn't get the love that it should have. Especially gotten. if you if you include the Japanese library. Oh man, if you put that in there, I mean, it's a and solid it's system. Tier. It's top tier and has even more good games than the Genesis has, I think. Like the Capcom fighting games on the Saturn with the expansion, the RAM expansion are just awesome. Oh, I mean, I they're arcade, they're arcade perfect almost. Sweet. I'm... What I think where the Saturn falters is just the fact that you don't have like a mainline Sonic game. Yeah. yeah uh, which kind of made it weird. So that's the only fault I can think of on that system. Very true. I, I'm agree with the Genesis. I, uh, whenever I was first playing the Genesis and actually owning it, I, uh, I, I, I always wanted, I want more games that are like final fight and these other double dragging other beat em ups I was playing. And then I fell in love with the streets of rage series, which kind of, Maybe think I gotta get a Genesis. This is the whole reason I get Genesis. There's other you great beat 'em up games. You should have gotten a yeah a Sega Pico instead because that's what. It's about as good as the game dot com I had, but uh, yeah, right. so, um, <laughs> definitely a close second. Almost even tied is the Dreamcast. I and, and see and a lot of the Dreamcast games you can play on other consoles now, but it was just those games on the Dreamcast were just for me. I loved arcade games. I loved easy to pick up and play games and the Dreamcast had that. And there were also some really awesome RPGs and then some really deep games of deep gameplay as well. But um, yeah, I just thought I loved the Dreamcast as well. But anyways, we're going to the next question. Uh, All right. Barnaby Jones asks, I just played Mansion of Hidden Souls on Sega CD. Are there any FMV games on modern systems? I feel like that'd be much, they'd be much better without the resolution limitations on the old systems. Uh, absolutely. And there's a few that I have picked up. Uh, the main one is Contradiction, uh, which came out recently, which was uh, is that a sequel a to game... Contra? <laughs> right? <laughs> Contradiction. No, it's a game where um, you actually describe the experience of someone else playing Contra, and you have to write it down, um, their, their thoughts. So that's... They're, they describe the whole game to you, but you don't actually get to play the game. You just you just write down what you hear. Uh, <laughs> no, Contradiction is is kind of like a, I would say, a, almost like a live action Phoenix Wright where you go about gathering clues and you're in like a small uh, British town and uh, everything is not as it seems. And Ooh. it's got mm. that dry British humor that is, is pretty great. And um, it's... The first game I can think of from Tim Fallen, uh, directed by him, and he's a well-known video game composer, so he kind of switched hats. Retired from video game composing to make video games. So cool. it's pretty cool. came out a few years ago. Uh, and I think it might have... I think it was a Kickstarter, actually. A successful Kickstarter. The other one I was thinking of that got rave reviews was Her Story, which is a uh, kind of an adventure game where... You, you're given a desktop and you're given a series of videos that you have to kind of piece together clues from um, about this person's life. And um, it's pretty interesting from what I've seen. The writing is really good. The writing and the acting is superb in that. So that's kind of... Those are the two I can think of. There's another one that just hit, uh, I want to say PC and PS4. Um that it didn't get great reviews. And I think part of it was that it kind of fell into the trap of the old FMV games where um, 
It was more just like watching a movie and uh, <laughs> they they just the, the interactivity was just really limited. Um, the, the ones I can recommend though, uh, Tex Murphy, anything in the Tex Murphy series, um, there's, there are more modern ones that still have the, uh, FMV going on. Uh, and it's good. It's good stuff. The storylines are actually really solid. So I can recommend that too. So that should help you on your way. Cool. But yes, I think there's a resurgence of FMV games. Um, and I think with newer technology, I think there's a redemption for FMV because you've got the high death age we're in. <laughs> um, people enjoy Choose Your Own Adventure. That never uh, that never stops. I think people stop liking that. So we're always going to have things like that. And you know what? Without memory constraints... You can have as much footage as you want. You can have branching paths and branching narratives and not have to worry about it so much. So, yeah, I look forward to what is coming next. Sweet. All right. So the next question here is from Gabe Van Gilder. says, Aaron, do you think there's hope for old Sega Genesis franchises like Shining Force, Warsong, Landstalker, Fantasy Star, and Golden Axe to make a comeback on next-gen consoles? I would say yes, um, but Sega would really have to prove to us that they're serious about it because they've done um, kind of mediocre reboots of franchises. Uh, if you look at Golden Axe when they oh. rebooted that, where everything, it was like a time where everything had to be some sort of big um action rpg god of war game everything was kind of following right yeah they're trying to ape god of war um that that style of gameplay that the beat-em-ups kind of um evolved into and it kind of lost sight of what golden axe was about um so yeah i i think it's definitely possible sega is kind of two steps forward one step back with sonic mania and sonic forces yeah. <laughs> um or one step forward two steps back but you know there is hope we were just talking about the yakuza games um i definitely think they could bring back more of these franchises they've, they've got another racing game planned that will incorporate i'm sure all these old franchises or some of them uh but yeah i would love just like you gabe i would love to see new IPs. Um, you know, of course, we've got a new Toe Jam and Earl game coming out. It's not Sega, but <laughs> hey, it's an old Sega Genesis game, so there is hope somewhere. Cool. What's next? What is next? Comes from Sean Robinson, two-parter. Uh, number one says, who is the most hygienic of the Genesis gyms? <laughs> That's the first Ooh. question. <laughs> hygienic. I, I don't know. Hmm. Let's see. Do you, well, here's. I think I can answer this. I, it's probably going to be you, and it's probably because. And, and here's why. Here's why I try to be hygienic, but I also am not currently married, so I don't have a wife that, that would probably get after me. Yeah, true. Trim those nose hairs. Trim that out. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I've got a girlfriend, but um, you know, when you're married, um that stuff is much more noticeable to them. 
It's almost like a, a switch flips. And it's like, oh, all this stuff they were willing to overlook. And suddenly it's like, it's in sharp relief. It's like, whoa, hey, <laughs> time out. We need to talk about this. Because, uh, yeah, you can't let those ear hairs oh, go I mean, I, I'll never forget, like, it, it, Landon, you saw that picture of me where I was talking about losing my hair. I, yeah. Once I started losing my hair, I started growing this beard. And um, it's about time for me to kind of trim the beard. And I thought, oh, there's this huge hair, you know, right by my upper lip. I'm going to go ahead and just kind of pluck that. I went to pluck the thing. <laughs> it came right on my nose. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, no. oh, I'm getting old, dude. The nose hair is growing out that far. Yep. Yeah, I, I have ear hair. It's, it's oh, definitely dude. a thing. No. Getting old is not fun. <laughs> your hair's the worst. I get mine pulled. Lori will be like, hey, come here. I'm like, what? She's like, you got something in your ear. Oh, my oh, God. That's hair. That stuff. <laughs> they love to do that stuff. I'm like, no, stop it. I'll get it later. No, no, thank you. Don't do that. <laughs> Ugh. I'll tell you, I, I'm going to change the answer to the most hygienic. He's not here. But, uh, man, have you seen them teeth on Rob Luther? Oh, I know. <laughs> those are some Ooh. pretty white teeth, man. Yeah, I actually texted him. I was, I, was looking, I was looking for some, you know, new new way to white my teeth. And I, I had to get his advice. He's the only person I could think of that had that kind of teeth. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. So Sean's uh, second part of his question is, what do you want for the epitaph on your grave? Hmm. The ep- oh, so epitaph on my grave. Um, yeah, I'll probably use that West Virginia twang on there. Epitaph. 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 Let's see. I would probably say pepperoni and cheese. <laughs> um you know, they always ask, what would you like on your tombstone? Um, Stop asking me questions. Stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's that's probably the be- best of an answer I can, I can think of. I just think of those commercials. <laughs> what would you like on your tombstone? And what was great, I thought, was how did they get away with advertising pizza and associating it with death and graves and... You know, I don't, I don't know how quite that worked out, but uh, somehow Tombstone Pizza was a thing. Tombstone Pizza, that's good. All right, um, and then Sean did a really good Photoshop job. He put a uh, picture of Crossfire on here and changed the title to Ask Aaron. Ask Aaron. You'll get caught up in the. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks, Sean, for that. All right. Next one comes from Joseph Garris. Says, if you could be a superhero, who would you be? Feel free to be creative and come up with your own powers and name. Hmm. Mm. Well, considering I already have one, I think that's diabolical diabetic. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I just uh, I guess I I have the power to I don't know. Um. <laughs> throw needles at people i don't know <laughs> i don't know what my power would be maybe i could maybe i could <laughs> sorry i don't know why i just heard that <laughs> what's that i just got that like throw needles at people like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah throw needles I'm at people i could tonight. cause people to suddenly feel weak and uh hungry and Jeez. you know have a low blood sugar <laughs> there you go <laughs> Using my my powers for the force of evil. There you go. That's oh, you said superhero. I'm I'm an anti-hero. There you go. <laughs> Only the people that really deserve it. That's that's how I get away with. 
All right, so what we got next here? There's all these comments trying to go through. Uh, Blake Royal says, cashew or Brazil nuts? Cashew all the way. Nice. Me I too. love cashews. Me too. No, I'm I'm a I'm a big sunflower seed and pumpkin seed guy. I like spitting shells out, but uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? After a while, though, like sun, uh, I'm cool with some pumpkin seeds, but sunflower seeds leave a weird taste in my mouth after a while. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, I'm good. Uh, especially like if that's all I had, like at a, if I went to a game or something, and that's all I had. No, thank you. I need something else. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> All right, so Rodney Clark, post a photo here. I don't know if you have that open or not, uh, Aaron. But it says, what, yeah, do, it. what do these parents do to this poor child to make him blue? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's kind of sitting down there in, uh, in a pros- prostrate position. He's kind of in the fetal position, uh, sitting down against the wall. You know what? They probably told him he couldn't play any more Sega for the day. That's probably right. Mm. <laughs> And I think Chris said, uh, dude looks like he just peed his pants. <laughs> Maybe. Hmm. Uh, There's a bunch of stuff here from Rodney. Let me see. Question. Is the Genesis there just for a prop, or are you feeding the sequencer information into it for sound output? I would really enjoy a video tutorial on how you create your chiptunes to see how much of a difference it is versus standard DAWS's MIDI sequencers. That's from Rodney Clark as well. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. So uh, I write my chiptune um, using a few different tools, but for Sega Genesis music so that it can play directly off of Sega Genesis, um, I use a program called Def Lamask, which is a multi-system chiptune composer it's a tracker which is similar to a degree to a digital audio workstation except that um you're kind of limited by the hardware that you're targeting um so for a sega genesis you know you've only got um i think you've got your six lanes basically your six channels uh for your fm sound and then you've also got four channels for the master system PSG and a noise channel uh, with that. And you've got one channel you can assign for samples. So digital audio workstations these days have limitless you know, potential. You can put as many channels of information as you want and go to town and, you know, your memory constraints aren't so crazy. Uh, so I have, I, I kind of enjoy working within a limited framework because it forces you to be more creative to answer your initial question though. Uh, during that song, yes, the Sega Genesis was a prop because I still don't have a Mega Everdrive uh, so that I could play that last song off of it, but I will have one soon. I did end up using my uh, YM2017 uh, cart to play another song on the actual Sega Genesis, so it was used during my set. And uh, also, yes, I would love to make a video for you guys sometime so you can see how I make this music, so... Yeah, that would be great. Sweet. Love it. Mm. All right. Uh, next one's from Stephen Kyer. He says, you think Pepriam will ever be released? Did you ask for your money back? You know what? Um, I didn't actually pre-order it, but I do kind of want my money back. Um, <laughs> so what's the story I mean, there? I want somebody uh, to give me money. Are, are they, <laughs> did they cancel it completely or is there? 
No, no, they they haven't canceled it. Okay. It's just they made a, a huge splashy announcement on YouTube, and uh, the music in that is done by two good friends of mine yeah. that are actually going to be on FM Possible too. Um, the problem is that this is Watermelon Games. They're kind of known for um, delaying things for quite a while. Um, and like this is my so, kind of game. Like I cannot wait yes. to play this. And I think the problem here is that when you um when you kind of aim for the sky, um you know what? It they might be promising too much. Okay. Uh, so you've got some of the best looking graphics on the system. The sound chip's gonna be amazing um because it's using a special chip. Now they're going to have to have someone fabricate fabricate that chip, and they're going to have to have a supplier, you know, supply chain, and who knows how long that's going to take to set up and make sure they've got, you know, a steady supply of chips, and make sure those chips don't don't fail because it's a special chip made just for this game, uh, you know, that adds what like twenty two. I want to say it's it's some insane amount that allows you to do a whole bunch more samples, almost like making it into a Neo Geo sound capability wise. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I I'm thinking it would probably get it'll come out closer to 2019 or 2020 at this point. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm patient. I mean, it's not like we're going to have like a modern system come pass us up, right? Since it's coming out in the old system. So. No, Sega's not going to put anything new on And exactly. Paprium was promised, I think, to be Sega Genesis and I think probably Dreamcast and uh, the modern you know, PC, yeah. PS4. Uh, so there's a lot. When, when you're doing some like big release like that, it's going to come to all the modern systems. And getting certified to come out... Um, is a nightmare in itself. Um, there's just so many things to cross off the list. But, I mean, they've already got that infrastructure to do it, but I don't know where their pitfalls are. Awesome. Well, that's the last question. Awesome. Okay. Everything Great. else were just little comments, so uh, we will move on with shows. So, hey, Landon, game on. Hey, game on, guys. Hey, Aaron, game on. Game on. Game on! Yeah, game on! Sega! Alright, Street Fighter 2, Sega Genesis. And like we mentioned in our post, we'll be talking Street Fighter 2, you know, Super Street Fighter 2, whatever whatever version we played. We don't want to just cover those games separately because they're just a little too similar. But um, yeah, can't wait to do this. Um, especially <laughs> I actually had a, a, a question for you guys. Um, why doesn't Balrog like the PlayStation? Why not? I don't know. Because he's an Xboxer. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> right on the gate. <laughs> oh, there's more where that came from. All right, so memories. Guys, I I, I, I got to set the scene for my memory the first time I played Street Fighter 2. Because this was a, it was one of those memories of, it was so vivid. Because I had heard about the game. I, I, saw, I saw commercials on it. But the first time I experienced it... Um, was at a county fair. Now, we didn't have a lot of uh, arcades around here. You guys probably heard me on the past talk about playing arcade games at the department store called Hills. We had some in Kmart, but so there's a few of them in the little gas stations and pizza joints in the area, but we never had a full-blown arcade until the county fair came around. 
And I'll never forget, this is one of the first experiences I ever had with laying the quarter down on the arcade cabinet and actually waiting in line for almost an hour just to play this game. And um, the line to Street Fighter 2 outside of the county fair, the, the arcade was always towards the back near like some of the <laughs> horse riding events and all that other crap. And um, this line was huge, but I didn't care. I had a couple dollars of quarters. I was ready to play this thing game. And I got in line. I waited probably 30 minutes my mom was beside me she wasn't gonna play but you know being it came out and what year was this game released 92 i think 91 uh, i have it here but uh, i was you know i was seven eight years old so she kind of stayed with me the whole time but and, and everyone was playing two player of course so it wasn't it wasn't any of the story mode or anything everyone was playing uh, versus each other so when i finally got up there i had been watching the characters everyone was picking as best as i could being the short little guy and uh, i remember i picked zangith the first time because he was just huge I'd never seen such a big sprite on the screen before. I mean, it was just gorgeous, beautiful art. Of course, I got my butt kicked because Zangus is definitely not the best player to pick when you're uh, <laughs> when it was the first the first time you played. <laughs> but um, I remember I got beat real fast. I probably only hit the guy that was the guy who was who was playing. He was like awesome at it. So he picked. He had like Ryu, which is pulling off these moves I've never seen before, doing these combinations I've never seen before. And uh, I got back in line. And uh, ended up picking Guile the second time after waiting for another 30 minutes to play the sticking game. Did a little better. I won a round with the same guy. I just pretty much ran the arcade. But, uh, oh my gosh, when I played that game, I just went crazy. I never played a fighting game, let alone a game as awesome as Street Fighter 2. And I got into the culture of Street Fighter 2 like crazy. A friend of mine used to collect these toys. They were actually the G.I. Joes, but they were all Street Fighters. I had the anime uh, movies on VHS. I had every game I could possibly buy for Street Fighter. Um, we were playing Street Fighter in the in the yard. I know, Landon, you and you and Rob have a cool picture. Of you guys playing Street Fighter, so uh, yeah, very similar to that stuff. We were, I think, I was Guile one year for uh, for Halloween. I mean, it was just Street Fighter all the time. And um, I grew up with uh, the Super Nintendo, of course, like I mentioned. So I had Street Fighter Two Turbo, and that was kind of my console version of Street Fighter, and, and, and I love that one. Uh, later on, I end up getting a championship edition for Genesis when I got it. That's that's probably my favorite console version, uh, is Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition. I think it plays a little bit better than Super Street Fighter 2. That's my opinion. Um, I think there's a lot of opinions online, too, about that. But, uh, yeah, my memories of Street Fighter just going on. I'm actually looking at some die-cast figures on my monitors of Street Fighter 2 characters I've been collecting. There's these new miniature, about an inch tall figures. Um, I've got uh, seven of them here. I'm trying to collect. It's just the original... Uh, characters from street fighter 2 you know plus the the four bosses um and i saw them for 99 cents each i'm like i gotta collect these things you know i love my street fighter <laughs> stuff so but yeah i mean street fighter 2 huge influence in my life i love fighting games i'm not any good at them but i love them i still play injustice i still play the mortal kombat games um i play all those snk re-releases that come out for uh, switch you know like uh, fatal fury and uh, uh, samurai showdown all the great stuff which i'll get into later but a lot of the guys who were on the original street fighter teams actually left the make some of those games but anyways love street fighter i could go on forever about the memories but i want to give you all a chance to talk to so uh, so landon i like i mentioned your, your picture with rob there uh, i'm sure you got some real cool memories of street fighters well. oh dude i remember i was one of those kids that had a subscription to nintendo power and i got the nintendo power with the uh street fighter 2 the world warrior in it and it had like all the character bios and how to pull off their special moves and oh, all this stuff and the uh background 93 it came out the the nintendo power and we got snowed in it was when the blizzard of 93 hit the east coast and 
shut pretty much shut everything down over here with snow, you know, foot and a half, two foot deep. And I remember we lost power and I sat there and I read all the character bios about the game coming out and everything till I kind of memorized them. And I'd had a doctor's appointment and we were coming back home and I'd saved up some money and dad's like, you want to go, you know, look at games or anything? I'm like, yeah, sure. And, you know, there was Street Fighter 2. So I picked it up, brought it home and have, and I've still got the, the version, that copy of that game and the manual somewhere here. You know, I hang on, hung on to it just because I liked it so much. But <laughs> I was a lot like you, man. I had a Street Fighter 2 kite. Oh, nice. I had the, the little G.I. Joes. I think I had a Guile and a Blanca G.I. Joe guy. Maybe I had an M. Bison, too. I can't remember if I had an M. Bison or not. But um, love the game. Played it on Super Nintendo first. Uh, went to our ro- local, if I can spit it out, local roller <laughs> rink. And they had the uh, Street Fighter II uh, Champion Edition cabinet, their arcade cabinet, and people were lined up playing. And, you know, I was thinking, huh, I'm going to go over here and I'll, <laughs> I'll pick Ryu and I'll beat everybody because I've been playing it on Super Nintendo, so I've got the advantage. And I, <laughs> I got thrashed, so. Uh, didn't give up, though. Kept playing and, you know, like, like Nick, finally won around. But it was just, it was fun. It was that game that kind of brought everybody together at the roller rink you know it didn't matter you know if you were out skating or just there hanging out like everybody came to the street fighter cabinet and put a quarter down and you know challenged and on all the of all the console street fighters i'm really partial to super street fighter i like it better on the nes i think than i do the genesis but champion edition is it's right there for genesis like I never really played Champion Edition until I got up into college and we had a Sega Genesis in the dorm room and we played it one evening. I'm like, man, I missed out. I really like Champion Edition. I believe better than the Super Nintendo ports, the Turbo and World Warrior. And it's interesting, too, that um, the Genesis game is actually a port of the arcade release, whereas the Super Nintendo game is its own thing, I believe. Um, so that was, you know, because I think it's what terminated edition on super nintendo i think that's like a snes exclusive isn't it i think so but um i know they had like the arcade kind of where you couldn't pick the four bosses on super nintendo first yeah right and this was the so this was the one and only home version that came to the genesis super nintendo had the original release of street fighter 2 which yeah you, you know you fought the bosses but you couldn't play as them um and that was the first first time i played street fighter i think was we bought it on super nintendo and then um of course playing it in the arcade and like many other kids at the time i played street fighter 2 uh definitely before i played street fighter 1 oh, yeah, so me too, me too. <laughs> i i street fighter 1 was kind of a mystery to me and then it was just weird playing it uh, so i played street fighter 2 at aladdin's castle um, of course yeah huge following for that game and I, I was no good at it, but um, <laughs> I was so bad at Street Fighter 2 that my brother could beat me just using his feet. Um, <laughs> I remember awesome. my brother Gordon doing that to me. Uh, love you. Uh, <laughs> but yes, Street Fighter 1 just feels quaint compared to Street Fighter 2 and all the improvements it made. It's, it's kind of interesting because, um, you know, first game... You could only be Ryu or Ken. 
But even then, if you think about it, I think it came out in what '87 or so, or '88, and uh, the improvements over over other fighting games around that time were still kind of remarkable. The fact yeah. that you had a move set. Um, I'm kind of glad they got rid of the touch-sensitive controls for oh, the punches gosh. and kicks. Yeah, because these the, kids the, would destroy those. The the original cabinet had a just one touch-sensitive button, right? Had your your low, medium, and high power. And yeah, the right. already pushed it. The, and I think one of the ports, I believe it was on, oh gosh, uh, early on, one of the P, uh, computer ports is it was how long you held the button down was, was dictated oh, dictated yeah. your low, medium, or high. I can't. It was one of the one of the PC, not PC, but Commodore sixty four or something. I don't know. It, it's it's really weird too because Capcom was not banking on it being as, or you know, maybe they didn't have the systems at the time they could port it to. Um, it was only ported to the TurboGrafx-16, I can think of, of the, of the home consoles, the, the first awesome. game, um, until much later. And um, it's just... It's, it, some of the characters in that did not end up in any, any other games. Uh, one like Birdie ended up in Street Fighter <laughs> Alpha. Uh, That's pretty yeah, much, Eagle. That was pretty much Ryo Kier. Birdie and, and Eagle. Yeah, yeah pretty Absolutely, yeah. Saget or Saget, uh, however you pronounce his name. Uh, it's funny how like we all have our own ways of pronouncing yeah. these names. Like I say him, Blanca. Yeah. I always uh, said Blanca. I, yeah. I've heard Sagat. I've heard Saget. I've heard Ryu. I grew up calling him Ryu. I did too. I said Ryu. Yeah. I kind of switched it to Ryu for some reason. I don't know why. It's because of Shenmue. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's, there's just some interesting... There's just such a huge culture and background behind these games. Um, and yeah, leading on to the Sega Genesis port. Yeah, uh, it, we were in a weird situation where we had the port. You know, we had a uh, Super Nintendo. The, the I think we borrowed the Terminal Edition game and uh, borrowed it for quite a while. But the difference was, I think you had to unlock uh, the like the Super Super Turbo mode, right? Like the ten stars, whereas it's available to you right from the get-go in uh, Championship Edition. The, the super, speed, super, super fast, yeah, <laughs> yeah, super speed. Yeah, and what I remember not liking so much about the Super Nintendo version was the I always had to remap the controls on the Super Nintendo game uh, because you know you had four face buttons in, in the L and R, and uh, if you have a six-button controller on the Sega Genesis, exactly. it's great. It's yeah. But here's the thing: perfect. you you usually didn't have two six-button controllers, <laughs> so you'd have too. the one one person playing who would have the six-button, the, the the poor sap who would have the <laughs> three-button, and, and who would have to press start. Oh, uh, I forgot to hit start before I kicked you. Yeah. <laughs> right, you have to press start to switch between movesets, and uh, the situation was a little more dire. Um, I a couple of years ago, I went to John. Uh, Wedgeworth's house, uh, friend, friend of the show, uh, Nerd Noise Radio uh, in, in Iowa, and he had the Turbo Graphics 16, the PC Engine version of the game. Um, <laughs> really impressive that it came out on that system, but man, yeah, that's you only have two buttons, so you know, yeah, I think you have to use the uh, the start button basically to, to switch between moves and that too. <laughs> but yeah cool so quick specs on this game I think most people know this it was published um, the, the I'm talking Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition there's many other versions but published and developed by Capcom of course uh, 
Championship Edition for the Genesis was released in 93. So you have that, and then, of course, you guys know Capcom, blah, blah, blah. We didn't go there. We've been covering a lot of Capcom games lately. Um, the game itself isn't much. I didn't find the most updated, which I'll find right now. I I actually just looked on the back of mine. Um, I had the card only for Championship Edition. I had to rebuy it. Um, I only had Super Street Fighter for this, but it was only like 5 bucks at a store. Um, you can find them pretty cheap. I kind of want to get this one complete in box because I have Super Street Fighter 2 uh, complete in box, but... Um, let me find this real quick while I'm talking. So Sega Genesis, uh, you can get, hey, pretty close. The loose price for the Championship Edition is $741. Complete in box is $1487. So very reasonable to find. It's a very popular game, so I'm sure there are plenty of copies going around. And it had a unique box, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like that. Uh, like a, kind of it was like... a clamshell, but it didn't adhere to the way the other yeah. clamshell games at the time did where you know had to have like the grid background and that sort of thing and there were other games that kind of did that but uh this was also one of the only games that capcom actually developed themselves yeah. it was the first game they did whereas before that sega had developed all their ports yeah and if you turn a cartridge around most sega games uh you'll see like a little grip uh, indent and then underneath that it's usually a square that says sega you know, assembled in USA or wherever. But the Championship Edition, that little square actually says Capcom, made in Japan. And that doesn't happen very often, so... And then it says licensed by Sega Enterprises, blah, 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 blah. So most Capcom you... was definitely more sweet on the Super yeah. Nintendo at this point. Yep, so you definitely... Yeah, yeah absolutely. So that was kind of cool to see that. Cool. Absolutely. So, um... Before we go to, like, the meat of the game, I kind of want to talk about the story a little bit. And kind of the we'll talk about the potatoes. The potatoes. <laughs> Have a little uh, salad. Blooming onion before we get into the big That's steak. Right. But uh, the, the, the story of this game, I, I loved it because a, a lot of fighting games, you just don't get real concentrated in the story. And the characters on this game were just so diverse. There's so much... You, know, you got your, your two Ken and Ryu who I always thought were brothers when I was growing up. You know, kind of the, the karate guys, whatever you want to call them. And then your army guy, Ken. You just have this real uh, guy well, you just have this real cool variety of things and uh, i actually went through and watched the original arcade uh endings for everybody um, i don't know if you all did that i, I remember beating it with everybody as a kid and kind of remembering a little oh, bit yeah and uh but yeah. I, I actually went I, I only beat the game about four times uh, for preparation of this uh, i beat it with ken ryu guile zingif because i love zingis endings probably my favorite <laughs> it's just stupid and funny but um it kind of to go over this real quick hope i don't bore anybody but um the first one I watched here was Ken, and it was kind of funny because Ken, his uh, girlfriend, or fiance, Eliza, or Eliza, however you want to say it, found him, and the picture just kind of changes from them holding each other in his fighting outfit, and then to automatically changing into marriage, uh, a marriage photo, so they get married. And then Ryu always has that sad walking into the sunset thing, you know, whereas he has a champion, it says, and he's walking away to seek the next challenge, so that's kind of Ryu's ending. I uh, love E. Honda, or Edmund Honda, whatever you want to call him. Um, he basically has a message to his students. He says, uh, you know, his mind and body is in perfect harmony. And then he uh, goes back to his gym and just puts a smack down on all the students. And he says he's only concentrating on harmony and food. Which Honda's like the most in shape sumo wrestler I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Pretty cool. Uh, Blanca or Blanca always kind of confused me. I'm like, is he a monster? Is he a human? But uh, his mom comes back to find him after he wins. And uh, I guess his name's Jimmy. Just her long lost son Jimmy, and then the anklet that he wears uh, was actually given to him on his birthday. So, and then, then he realizes and he says, Mommy! 
whatever. Uh, Guile is a pretty deep, sad story. Uh, he was seeking revenge for his friend Charlie, which Guile is my favorite character, so I know this really well. Oh, yeah, and, and Charlie's actually in Street Fighter Alpha. Yeah, yeah. He's in some of the newer... I think he was in Street Fighter Five that came out recently, too. Um, but it was a pretty cool scene. He, you know, he kind of ends with that up... Looks like he's getting ready to get bison on an uppercut, probably holding him by the uh, neck. And then his wife, Jane, comes and pretty much says, it's not worth it. It's not going to bring Charlie back. And then his daughter, Amy, was there and... Um, I guess the guy was like, I left you guys, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of the scene, it shows him uh, by the fireplace, you know, enjoying family life. Uh, then Chun Li was avenging He her. went home and became a family man. Yeah, he's, yeah. he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are, we'll have to talk about those later, too. I, I didn't write a lot of those down, but there's, uh, after you beat somebody, those little captions are just priceless. Um, Chun Li was avenging her father's death. She destroyed Bison, and then she got to go back and live her life as a young single girl. So it said in the thing. Uh, love Zengus ending. Uh, it showed him making USSR proud, which you know, we all know USSR is not a thing anymore. Uh, <laughs> it says they're not bad guy. Not bad guy, <laughs> but bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I love him in that. Um, if you haven't seen Record Rob, I recommend you guys um, see it. My kids love him from that. But uh, he said something about how USSR and the spirit can overcome all obstacles. And then they do that awesome dance. It's like that river dance where they're all crossing their arms and you know, doing that <laughs> kick. And then the ex president. Um, he kept he keeps the ex-president in shape he said which is funny I wrote, I wrote down that's my favorite ending as a kid uh, Dalzine, I tried to do that dance as a kid oh, and I knocked over a bookcase are you talking about Gorbachev? Gorbachev? Yeah. yeah I don't know, know. <laughs> uh, Dalzim um, which I, I wrote a funny note here so he can finally go back home to his family and I wrote is that not his kids on his necklace? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, sorry <laughs> um, when he's back home, I said, Dad, what's that picture? Showed you a Dalzim one. And Dalzim says, That's your dad in the past uh, life. <laughs> and then I said, That poor kid's going to be his fourth necklace. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Balrog, uh, which funny, in the original, uh, I believe it was Japanese release, Balrog was actually M. Bison. Uh, M. Bison was too close to Mike Tyson because that's who Balrog was originally. So they switched their names up. Pretty funny. But the boxer Balrog, um, he remembers growing in the ghetto and the only power... The, in the oh, ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> only the power the of fists. <laughs> I can't talk now. <laughs> That's great. Uh, only the power of fists will save him in the streets of life. Children will believe the American dream is still alive, he says. Wonderful. Uh, Vega. And, and it's funny because Vega, Balrog, Sagat, and, and Bison, all their endings look the same. It's like they didn't really have endings in the original version. It just shows like the four of them kind of like in a silhouette pic with text coming down. So there's really no kind of cutscene for them. Not until I think Super Street Fighter 2. Probably. I didn't actually play through that one. So I think I'll try that out. Uh, got just a couple more here left. So sorry I bore you all. But a Vega, who always thought Vega was a girl until someone told me otherwise, uh, <laughs> just talks about how beautiful he is and the ugly deserve no mercy. So what a jerk. Uh, <laughs> my uh, my brother we would we would play this game and he had a very uh, unfortunate nickname to him that I can't repeat on this show. But uh, <laughs> it was a very mean name to call him. I'll just say that. <laughs> and I just remember every time we'd face him, um, started with the letter F. I'll just say that. Oh there gosh. You go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Uh, yeah, that's bad. All right. Um, yeah, so whenever Sagat wins. This show brought to you by the letter F. Yeah. <laughs> and Volkswagen. And That's Volkswagen. right. I don't get that one. <laughs> it's an uncomfortable place. Apparently. Yeah. 
So go look it up, and you're gonna you're gonna be like, oh man, really? <laughs> Is that something I need to go look up on Urban Dictionary? Because usually when I do that, it's a mistake. <laughs> man, that whole website's a mistake. So <laughs> when don't I do it. When I hear these slang terms, I gotta hear it. I gotta do it. So. No, we're referencing a mid '90s uh, slacker comedy movie. <laughs> is it called Slackers? I'll watch that. Before. No. Okay. No, it is a Kevin Smith movie, though. Well, good grief. Which one is it? Because I've watched them all. Mm. Mallrats? Yes. Was yep. it Mall- Why don't I remember it? Was. I love Mallrats. Ben, a- ben Affleck. Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Where was that? Sagat. Okay. He yes. shows him as the new king of the Street Fighter, and he looks around for Ryu, then he talks about his scar, blah, 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 blah. That's what I wrote for him. Um, M. Bison's kind of morbid because it, it seems like everyone isn't all about killing here, but when he wins, it shows uh, the king of destruction watches his armies rise up to take over the world. Whole countries will be brought under his evil organization. That's just wrong. So. Come on, Raul Julia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that movie. He died after that, right? Like, yeah, it was his last yeah. role. You can kind of tell he was sickly, but uh, he, yeah. he was a good actor. Yeah. Definitely the best actor in that movie. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, funny. Well, that's it for my my uh, tangent there. Did you guys know that I'm like a Hadouken? Really? I mean, I'm downright fierce. Oh. <laughs> Man, see, that see was a deep there. cut. See what yeah. I did <laughs> a deep cut likes I got. <laughs> did we talk about the stages much? Not at all, but you just sent oh. a real cool picture. Yeah, I sent you guys a link on Kosaku. Cool. Um, apparently, and I didn't know this, but... A lot of the stages in Street Fighter 2 were inspired by a Charles Bronson movie from 1975, um, and it's called Hard Times, not the Ridge pop Bahai? magazine. Oh, okay. I thought you meant Ridge uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, it's High Times. So Hard Times, 1975, Charles Bronson vehicle that was about street fighting. And uh, yeah, totally like the the boat stage, uh, Ken stage. Uh, they even like feature the same looking boat. You've got especially uh, Zangief stage, looks just like the cage fighting area. Um, so yeah, it's it's obvious they were inspired. Just like you can tell how much. The Warriors, that movie inspired Devil Dragon and Renegade and a lot of those beat-em-up games. And even, you know, Streets of Rage. Um, yeah, they just got to, I guess, be up on the cultural zeitgeist uh, to know what influenced people. Um, since I just, I didn't know that as a kid, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh... I like asking this question, any fighting game, but uh, who do you guys usually go pick first? Like, do you have a favorite character or favorite characters? Um, one thing I loved about Street Fighter 2 is that I felt like I could play well with all the characters in the game once I had some practice, but uh, I definitely had my go-to, but I wanted to hear about your all's kind of favorite character in the game. Whenever you turn it on, who's that one guy or gal that you immediately pick? Um, For me, it's got to be, I don't know, it's got to be Ryu or Ken. It's it's either one of those two. They're my favorite characters to play as, just because they have my favorite move set. Uh, though once Chun Li got the ability to yeah. throw a pretty yeah. serious fireball, um, later in the later game she just became a lot more balanced and powerful. And uh, I 
like in the earlier games like this one like she just takes too long to get across the screen with that uh the upside down <laughs> gravity defying kick thing <laughs> mean star kick i don't know i can't remember <laughs> what she's actually saying how about you landon but yeah go for it landon uh i'm big on canon ryu uh but I always, and I always pick him just because he's got such a good reach as Sagat. Yeah, I like like the fact that he can throw high and low fireballs. Yeah, and I you know her. he can do the he can do the uppercut, and like his kicks, like if you kick with him, dude, he's got such a long reach. Yeah. That's so cool. I'd probably go with those three. Yeah, cool. uh, I think the the dark horse is usually Zangief. And he would get a better move set also, um, but there there's a sense of satisfaction in pulling off the spinning pile driver with him. Oh, yeah. That was not <laughs> um, easy to do. It's not easy, and he has some powerful, you know, like the spinning lariat, um, some power bomb type moves. the The problem is that uh, he's just so slow. But the way to get around that, like in um, avoiding fireballs, is if you do the spinning uh, lariat while someone throws a fireball, you're invincible. So you just gotta have to gotta have to time it right. And um, Guile, you know what? My um, my friend Sean, he swears by Guile. That's like his favorite character. Um, he, and he's kind of ma- mastered the you know charge, throw a sonic boom, and then do a flash kick as soon as it lands, yeah. uh, like that sort of maneuver. So Guile could be really cheap. Uh, if you knew how to use him, um, even yeah. cheaper than some other characters, yeah. and you know it was kind of like a, it was a sonic boom, flash kick to air throw maneuver <laughs> that could take off a nasty chunk. Of that and he had a really good reach for his uh, his kicks. Yeah. But he was never my favorite character to play as, just because I was never a huge fan of charging back to forward to do a uh, a projectile. I always liked uh, doing the circle. There's something satisfying about doing the circle forward <laughs> motion to me. <laughs> and doing like the right fierce. down to right. diagonal up to do the uh, the uppercut. I've got a confession, guys. I did not learn the moveset to Street Fighter until Super Street Fighter 2. Oh. Dead serious. And anything I did before that point of playing that game on the Super Nintendo was by complete accident. <laughs> one, one of my proudest gaming moments as a father was teaching my five-year-old how to do a Hadouken. That was so cool. He actually learned it before my... Uh, both my kids like playing the old games with me, but I think I've mentioned many times, my five-year-old loves playing Genesis with me. So we, we sat here with my uh, six-button arcade stick, and I showed him what to do. I pretty much just said, uh, half-circle punch, half-circle punch, and he finally he got it to where he was like, I don't want to... He did like five or six times in a row. That was great. I'm like, that's awesome. But... Uh, Going back to the question, um, I always pick Guile, like you mentioned, Aaron. I, 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 I always loved him. And it's funny because um, whenever I finally get to play uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, my favorite uh, character in uh, Tekken's Paul. And there must be something about these guys with this real tall hair. I don't know what it is. But <laughs> yeah. It was so fun having that. It must two. be like a height issue. Maybe. So I can't remember um, how tall Guile actually is. <laughs> he comes I mean, his hair real what? quick. It's sweet hair. <laughs> his height 511 oh wow uh, likes american coffee american automobiles john wayne man he is all american and it must be john something about, wayne movies must be something about the tough american thing because you know paul comes up in his uh 
Paul Phoenix comes up in his motorcycle and leather jacket for his alternate costume. So must be the American tough guy thing. It's <laughs> I mean it's that whole thing of like um, the the outsider perspective of what America is. <laughs> like when they want something to be all American, he listens to country music. Yeah, he's, he's conservative. He's you know like he might all as this. well be playing Kid Rock in the background, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Kid Rock fans. But uh, yeah, <laughs> with I, the sweet home Alabama and you know playing. playing. He's just... even got the American flag tattoo. So that's right. And there I, you go. I love his, serious business. Love his theme song on stage. I thought that was one of the best pieces of music on the game. But um, just I love this move set. I, I did enjoy kind of the, the back charge because if someone's rushing at you, um, they think you're trying to do a sonic boom, but you may pull something else off. I kind of like that kind of <laughs> deceiving factor of it. I too love the flash kick. So whenever someone comes, you know, I love doing the flash kick to Vega whenever he's up on that cage and comes down. I'm like, I'm gonna flash kick you all day, Vega. Bring it on. And uh, love the spinning back fist. Uh, one of my favorite moves to watch people pull off in MMA is the spinning back fist. And every time I see it, I'm like, that's right. He went guile style on you. <laughs> so well, let's uh, let's be honest. Do do we really think that Guile's hair is army regulation? I don't think so. I think it, and, uh, it's a little a little too high. Little too high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. But he's like that typical GI Joe character, which I love. But, uh, but other than him, again, Ken and Ryu are awesome. Um, I think a dark horse for me is kind of Blanca. I guess we're maybe a green horse. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I love playing. Blanca, I feel like Blanca and uh, E Honda occupy that same space yeah. where it's yeah. like you, you, you can be cheap with them, but I always felt like the computer was even better than you could ever be with Blanca. Yeah. Because I think they could do the air roll. I don't know if you could actually do the air roll like they could as a computer player. Yeah, like actually. the air, doing the air stuff, um, what's, I kind of felt like, you know, it was limited to the computer on higher difficulties. Um, and then, you know, there were special versions like uh, of Street Fighter, like Lightning Edition and, and like hacked versions that let you do air moves. But I don't remember air moves until later games in the series. Now, I've got a question. Who was the guy that you were least likely to pick? Oh, least Dolls likely game. to pick. Uh, yeah, I would play Dalsium sometimes. Um, definitely, yeah, Dalsium's up there. But I mean, if you could, especially in this one, could you do the the thing where you teleported around? Yeah, yeah. That you know, if you could teleport around, do yoga flare. Um, yoga. It wasn't so <laughs> bad, but I think for me, um, it was usually. Um, e Honda, though some people are good with his his slap technique and the yeah. torpedo. Yeah. Um, he gets around for a big guy <laughs> quite a bit. His jumping, his jumping flips impressive. <laughs> it, he's definitely faster than Zangief. Um, yeah. I think Zangief is usually the one that I pick the least. And then out of the arcade, I mean, out, out of the boss characters, probably Balrog because um, yeah. he feels the the slowest or the most sluggish. I mean, he can be fast, but I feel like he's he's a bruiser and you can do like these little combos, but he has kind of a limited move set. I never felt like he was a very strong character. He always felt like he was um you you know why he's the first boss character you fight cuz <laughs> he's just not that tough really, to be honest. They would fix his moveset up a bit later on, but this early on, he's just 
his moveset's kind of weak. He had these charging moves, but he's he's real world is is maybe the problem. Everyone else is is kind of fantasy, um, and then his moveset is yes, he can rush across the screen, but it's really like taking a real world boxer and giving him some like uppercut type moves um, and quick jabs and uh, stuff like that. I don't remember him having any supernatural powers like a good buddies can you. <laughs> Might bite your ear off. But... <laughs> That's right. And bites and bites. <laughs> that should have been his name. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and, and it wouldn't be till like I, I like playing as Balrog, but he's definitely not my favorite, but kind of going off topic a little bit. There was a character in a Tekken game. I think he was introduced in Tekken 4. Uh, Steve Fox, I believe he was one of Nina's relatives or something. Can't remember how that worked, but uh, he was strictly a puncher. But like his kick buttons were like uh, evading moves, and I love playing as him. He could really screw people up with that guy. <laughs> so it wasn't until then I really kind of respecting the boxers in video games who can't kick, which I can't think of any I other ones. I like the uh, the boxer in uh, what was it? Um, I did like the boxer in Killer Instinct because I felt like he had a pretty oh, good set. Yeah. yeah, that's right. T- combo, right? Is it TJ Combo? Yeah, TJ Combo. Yeah, I forgot about that. He was a cool character. Yeah, he was cool. Killer Instinct. See all the games this one spawned? That was great. <laughs> and, and, like, what, what's up with the... It's, it's it, And I think... I don't know what it is, but, like, if, if, the, if the boxer's in the game, he's the only black guy. The only black character. <laughs> Like, well, even in Super Street Fighter 2, you think of DJ, he's like a kickboxer or something like that. I can't remember what his fighting style is. Yeah, kickboxing. Yep. 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 Huh. Well, this game has also been uh, it's been held up as a fairly racial game, I guess. <laughs> yeah. A lot of stereotypes. racist, but definitely racial. And yeah, there's yeah. there's some stereotypes going on here. Uh, especially Dalsy, probably the worst offender. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you, and then, like you mentioned, even the, the American guys, you have... Guile, who, like you mentioned, is like the picture of Mirka, and you have Balrog, who's like this guy from the ghetto. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, okay, there's that's kind of bad. But um, you have these typical, I don't know, and, and like Chun Li, who's I, I hate that part of me hates that Chun Li and Cammy look the way they do in these games. I, I don't like when they overly sexualize. I mean, when I was a kid, yeah, I, yeah, like, I mean, right. I'm sure, yeah, <laughs> okay, just, Cammy. I remember I, I pulled up Super Street Fighter 2 with my youngest son, and he's like, where are her clothes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, that's not going to help her in the jungle. I mean, she's yeah, got exactly. stuff painted on her legs. Exactly. But something, <laughs> something funny that I, I can always imitate real well, and it's bad even when I'm at work and we're um, you know, talking with people overseas and someone says the word Japan, the first thing that comes to my mind is, Japan! <laughs> yes. Just, China, India, <laughs> USSR. USSR. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that, but there's a podcast I used to listen to called The uh, Comedy Button. with some guys from IGN. It was a real filthy podcast. It was pretty funny, and they would do the same thing. You would just hear them going on for two minutes. <laughs> Did you ever see that video uh, of the guy who's going along with Street Fighter 2, and he does a very impressive job of imitating the the, the voices of uh, the characters fighting? Yeah. Like this, some some guy out of uh, South America doing it. Uh, That's great. And it's just just great. Yep. Uh, I, I wanted to bring up something I could real quick. Sure. Uh, so maybe two things. So 
Did you know that Street Fighter 2 was not the first sequel to Street Fighter? It was originally Final Fight, right? Uh, yeah, well, Final Fight was, was originally planned to be the sequel. Yep. Um, and then there was the Street Fighter spinoff on the NES, which <laughs> really doesn't have anything to do with Street Fighter, but you play as Ken Future in the American Ken. version. Yep. Yeah, Future Ken. <laughs> but Japanese version, nothing to do. Uh, but Tex, who also made Strider 2, um, and you know, published US Gold, uh, so they had the computer rights to Street Fighter. Um, so that also meant they had the computer rights to make a sequel based off of those characters or that, that property. And so they made um, a sequel called Human Killing Machine, <laughs> which features none of the characters um, that are recognizable. And But it was billed as the sequel to Street Fighter. And look this game up sometime, guys. It's yeah. terrible. <laughs> it's so bad that when you get to the last boss on the Amiga version, you're literally playing a glitch. Uh, it's just a like the boss is glitched out. It's and if you think the stereotypes were bad on this game, look up that one. It's just so bad, <laughs> and the gameplay is atrocious. But, um, yeah, w the other thing I wanted to mention was, uh, did you guys ever play any of the Street Fighter 2 knockoffs? There's even one on Sega Genesis called Power Moves. Yeah. yeah I want to say. Yeah. yeah. And those games, I mean, I, I, Street Fighter 2 is really held up well compared to a lot of those games. Yeah. I mean, the, the SNK games that were developed. So, like, I mentioned that earlier. Those ones are, are, yeah. are cut above. But there's some of these, like. B tier, C tier games, <laughs> where where it's like, it's almost like someone cheating off, cheating off your homework, right? <laughs> where it's like, they they got all the answers, but they don't know how you arrived at those answers. It's like they <laughs> took the formula. It's like, oh, we know how to make a game like Street Fighter Two. We just get two, you know, we just get a group of characters, um, but they didn't really understand how these different fighting styles complemented each other and how there's a certain rhythm and you know you have to have a solid move set for everyone and the ability to to throw and um you know good fighting engine it was it was just this time period where you could put out a slapdash fighting game and hope no one noticed yeah and just you know you know your grandma buys you a, a fighting game and that's what you're kind of stuck with for a while <laughs> No kidding, and the amount of revision Street Fighter got. You all do. Oh, that was just ridiculous. I'm yeah, so glad. Yes. I mean, they still do it, but uh, wow. the amount of revisions that Street Fighter 2 got, you know, it went through at least three iterations, four, five. I'm trying to think, like... Yeah, it was sick. And, and guys, do yourself a favor. Go watch the history of Street Fighter somewhere on YouTube. There's a billion of them. But it shows every time... Midway would do something in Mortal Kombat. They just weren't ready to release Street Fighter 3 yet, so they would, well, throw in this extra move set for these guys, or here's some more characters, or all oh, this will make your game run faster. There were just so many small revisions to that game, which was which was great, but at the time they just couldn't beat Midway well, with all that violence, yeah. especially when Mortal Kombat 2 came out, and they tried so hard to do it. But... Yeah, you're absolutely right, and and to be honest, like. I don't know what a Street Fighter 3 would have looked like at that point yeah. because when Street Fighter 3 itself came out, it looked night and day different because they used a completely different um, like CPS 
three engine, I want to say. They used a different engine for the game, and uh, it just looked way better. Now, when I was a kid, I thought it was it was going to go 3D at that point, like Virtual Fighter and, and Tekken. Um, I had no idea that they would keep the 2D look still. It wasn't until much later that Street Fighter 4 would come out, but you also had like the Street Fighter EX games, which yeah. um, were like they were made by uh, an offshoot of Capcom. But those were like your first time getting those. But yeah, man, uh, I'm thinking of the <laughs> the whole wars between Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. I was always a Street Fighter guy. Um, as much as I like the Mortal Kombat games, like even if I play them today, uh, it's not as much of a pick up and play experience for me because I feel like the move sets are kind of weird for some of the characters, and it has a much more uh, I don't know. It's, the the controls are a little stiff. That's what I feel like with Mortal Kombat compared to Street Fighter. Yeah, I, I think Street Fighter's a a more solid fighting game than Mortal Kombat is, honestly. It yeah, looks, it's one that's kind of stood the test of time. It looks better too, because when you had all those digitized graphics on Mortal Kombat, they just that doesn't hold up real well. But these this, the the sprite art and everything that's going on in Street Fighter Two and all the other Street Fighter games that came out that holds up so well now because people are so many people are going back to that style when they're making these indie games, um, kind of looking back at that art style they're using that as a as a as an influence. They're not going back to Mortal Kombat and going, hey, we should do this again, maybe as a joke. But it, it just at the time, yeah, it looked awesome because you're like, man, look at these, it looks so lifelike. But we <laughs> we hadn't seen the modern. Uh, graphics we see today and that's why when you hold Street Fighter 2 up against Mortal Kombat 2 you're like yeah Street Fighter 2 was a better game I'm the same way yeah. I still enjoy Mortal Kombat 2 that's my favorite in the franchise but Street it doesn't hold a candle to Street Fighter 2 man, in my opinion not to uh, give yeah. spoilers away to future games recovery <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um, mm, I've got a I've got a question for you guys okay. yeah sure so um, how did Sagat cure Ryu from the measles. How's that? By know. giving him a tiger shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh how, about, how about this? Uh, what did Ryu say to the son when he left the house? Hmm. Bye, son. Bye. Son. <laughs> <laughs> that took me a minute. <laughs> The, the, this one's easy to guess. You'll probably get this one. What, what kind of car does Ken drive? A 91 Honda? <laughs> yeah, an E-Honda. Yeah. <laughs> oh, an E-Honda. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Man, we didn't talk about the bonus stages, but it's oh, like... Oh, bricks and cars and barrels. Yeah, bricks yeah. and cars and um, <laughs> so much barrels. Fun. And what, what and game you, had the barrels? Uh, Super Street Fighter, I believe. Um, yeah. And if you have Ryder or Ken, those those are just easy. You just go up and do the uh, the high power kick attack where it kind of hits it twice. Bam, 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 bam. Beat it every time. Yeah. So, or maybe Chun Li with the uh, fast kick. <laughs> so uh, I, I like this one. What's Guile's hairstyle called? What's the that? Sonic Broom. <laughs> 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 I can tell you all something. I bought um, the Switch version of Street Fighter 2, which is the hyper, whatever the heck it was. It came out. It was the same version that came out like on Xbox and PS3 a few years ago, and uh, <laughs> whatever they did with the guy's voice was just embarrassing. Because every time he do Sonic Boom, he goes Sonic Boom. <laughs> it's like the most annoying thing I've ever heard. Yes, Sonic I Boom. That. Sonic Boom. Sonic, Sonic Boom. Boom. 
<laughs> Boom. Bim. Who knew it was a valley girl? I guess. Sound like Bim. Anyways. I'm like, that doesn't sound like tough guy guy at all. Maybe they're trying to you know, pull down his toughness or something. But, uh, yeah. And, you know, Street Fighter, I, I wanted to bring this up, too, because some of my favorite things, favorite fighting games now are, like, Marvel versus Capcom, which most of the great Street Fighter characters are in those games, and I pick them, you know, Guile and Ken and Ryu and everything, and it's just, I don't think Street Fighter will ever die. It's gonna, it's gonna be a franchise like Mario or Sonic. It's always I mean, Capcom keeps trying to kill it by. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> no. Street Fighter Five, uh, I've heard is is good, but launched with some serious issues. Well, they didn't have a story mode. They just launched. Them. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of crappy. They they did fix that, and it is a great game. Like I've played through that a few times actually. So, I think I think when I was a kid, I kind of lost a little interest in Street Fighter because I couldn't keep up. There's Alpha 2 and Alpha 3 and Third Strike and Alpha this and, and Alpha Alpha 3 and Alpha Alpha, Alpha, Alpha. And Spanky yeah I mean just <laughs> but come on guys it was just everywhere and um, the EX game for PlayStation which I, I think I played that one more than I anything I EX 2 plus Alpha I I mean, like, come stop, on guys stop 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 I just want to play Street <laughs> Fighter I mean it just kind of it got a little exhausting and then all the Versus stuff you had you know Capcom versus SNK Capcom Marvel stop it and I love those <laughs> games but it was just like I don't know where to go. What do I do? Because I'm, I'm very OCD, and we talked about that with the Yakuza. When I start a franchise, I want to play one, two, three, and four. I don't want to jump here, jump, jump there. Around. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm very this OCD. This Come on. <laughs> jump up and up and get down. <laughs> but I don't know. That was a weird tangent. But I, I I got a little confused. That was probably my biggest gripe about the series. It's just that I didn't know where to follow it. Didn't know where to start. Of course, you had you the movie. What? Uh, here's what confused me the most. Uh, why they think I need to know someone's blood type. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do they think... Is there like a hidden transfusion mini game in here I don't know about? Where it's like, okay, quick. What's their blood type? Are they compatible? Yeah. Can they get blood? <laughs> Very uh. important. But that's how I learned about blood type. I, I don't know if it was like you guys. Like, this was the first time I ever learned what a blood type was. Was reading the instruction manual from one of these games. I was the same like, way. I was, I wondered what it was, and then I had to ask. It's like, what's typo <laughs> nakedness? What's this? You know, and, it's, it's crazy. A good, good band. Anyways, now I have a question: Was Akuma in any of the home console versions of the games? Uh, yes, I want to say so, yes. On the so 3DO version, Super Street, okay. Fighter, Super Street Fighter 2 uh, Turbo on the 3DO, and then later home versions. Yeah. But yeah. And then I think the first home version of a game he was on um, besides that was X-Men Children of the Atom on the Sega Saturn. Pretty sure he's on that too. And then I, I He was know in some of those in. Alpha games too, yeah. right? Yeah, he was. He's definitely an okay. Alpha I, I love how he makes an entrance, like on the the Switch version I'm playing. If you're you're getting ready to fight in Bison, here comes Akuma. He just kicks Bison out of the way. <laughs> it's like now you're yeah. fight Akuma. I love that. Oh yeah, he's like the real. <laughs> now, did you guys remember? Because uh, you remember how there was like you you will not defeat Shang Long, um, and so I think it was uh, EGM had mocked up an April Fool's picture. Or something, and they gave you like well, a fake code for April Fools that lets you unlock Shang, Shang Long. He was an unlockable character in Street Fighter 2. <laughs> and there was just some like ridiculous way you had to unlock him. Um, just like they were the same magazine 
that gave you uh, a way to unlock Simon Belmont in <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Uh, they were always trolling like that. Um, but yeah, I think when um, one of the finishing texts is something about, you know, you can't defeat Shang Wong or basically like that. But then, like, I think they kind of retconned it. And, and Shang Wong uh, is. I think Ryu and Ken's original trainer, and I want to say he shows up in something in, in in a game somehow somewhere along the way. Um, but yeah, I'll have to find that that picture to show you guys. Uh, Shing Long, what was it? April Fools. I'm looking it up right now because that was definitely lore as a kid. I recall. Yeah. Did any of you guys ever make it to Akuma, like, back in the day? Like, not without putting it on easy mode. Or, you know? <laughs> no. So we, we figured out a way through MAME somehow. We were over at my cousin's place, and we're like, oh, let's see what this Akuma guy's all about. <laughs> we did some kind of dip switch thing where we unlocked him, and man, he is a beast. <laughs> like, that's not fair. He can't throw two fireballs in the air. That's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> They're all going to laugh at you. Yeah. He's like, it's not fair. You just hacked my game. That's right. <laughs> I always thought it was cool, though, like Nick said, when he comes in and he just, like, kicks him bison three or four right. times and he's laying there dead. <laughs> oh, man. Here I found it, guys. I'm sending it your way right now. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever saw this as kids. No, I never saw it. That's cool. No. So, Aaron... Give us a little snippet of a magazine here. It's like Tricks of the Trade from EGM. That's really cool. It says you must use Ryu throughout your entire game. You must not get hit from the moment you begin until the final round with M. Bison. Once there, you must uh, spar with M. Bison <laughs> without hitting each other for 10 rounds. No, what was it? Yeah, I can't tell if it says 10 or 13. 10 rounds, yeah. And, and listeners... The 10th round is the final round, and after the last draw game, Shang Long appears and tosses M. Bison away. <laughs> and listeners, I'll, I'll put this in the show notes so you can go take a look at it, um, the link Aaron's talking about, because it's very interesting to look at this. It's pretty hilarious, because <laughs> as kids, we bought into this stuff. Like, it was Bible It's a, a playground yes. talk, yeah. You know, hold your nose and turn around twice. Yeah, playground yeah, stuff. Like I, I totally remember Shang Long. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it was—I mean, it looks legit. Uh, it was before we knew about things like Photoshop. We, we didn't <laughs> Wait a know that you could fake that. And all I did was they took a reuse sprite and then gave him a uh, a red headband, um, like Ryu, and white hair. That's literally all they had to do. <laughs> Just give him this uh, white ponytail. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. So, Aaron, I know this is probably close to your heart, but uh, let's talk about music a little bit. Um, yeah. And, and maybe because and I feel the same way about, like, Mega Man games, but there's something about having a certain song for each stage. You know, each character has their own look, their own stage, and they have their own music, which 
there is not a track on this game that I do not like. I loved everything. I can hum it like you. You say Guile, and I'm already like da 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 da. Like I just love this music in this game. That some of the best uh, video game covers out there from guys like uh, E Rock and even some of the Chipstone stuff. But even the dude that does uh, the acapella. Gosh, I just lost his name. Hey. Uh, uh, yeah, and I know you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they. There's always a Street Fighter theme in there somewhere, and I love hey, it. Hey, and I've, I've been part of a Street Fighter 2 remix myself. That was the Guile Sonic Mania thing, right? Or the Sonic, uh, it was yeah. Guile it, crossed with Sonic 3. Sonic Boom, yeah, yeah. So that was really yep, cool. Yeah, Sonic Boom. So, I mean, it's just, to me, that music is epic. Um, yeah, every time I see the stage, the song's in my head, right? I, you know, I'm, I'm looking here at these little characters, I see Ryu, I'm already humming the music in my head. And <laughs> it's just very, very well composed, and... I thought them sound... Yeah, Yoko Shimomura. 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 And she left after that game. She didn't really stick around to make more... Isn't that crazy? Street Fighter 2 stuff. Um, But she's a long-time composer. She ended up composing music later on for uh, Square. She became a Square composer. Yeah. uh, Doing stuff like Super Mario RPG and... Parasite Eve and like Nimana, Kingdom Hearts, um, all all of these big time games. So she stuck around. She's you know definitely um, ma- making music and just just a great great soundtrack. Uh, I have to agree, the best use of instruments and uh, everything is just very driving and, and catchy and, and yeah. enjoyable to listen to. And there's even like a like. Like you think about E Honda stage where there's like a bathtub in the background, and there's almost little sound effects in his track that sounds like there's water dripping in a way, and I'm like, that's really stinking cool. Like it just kind of went with the environment. You think about Blanca stage and how it's kind of, uh, it's, it's got a very kind of cultural type sound to it. Um, everything just had, it almost just fit really well. Um, but if you guys had to pick, like, what would your favorite track be? Um, I'm kind of always split between Giles and Kins. Maybe here I am being a stereotypical U.S. American, but I uh, <laughs> really like those two uh, sound the music tracks the best. Uh, it's all about Guile's theme for me because it just goes with everything. I like okay. Guile's pretty well. I like Zangief's really well too for some reason. Yeah. Just like straight out of 1980s Russia, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me think of Ivan Drago for some reason. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Rocky. Oh, that's great. Yeah, like I said, there's not a theme that I don't like, but yeah, Guile and Kins are definitely my, my favorite. Guile's is just very, like, it, there's a patriotic feel to it, right? <laughs> it's just very. <laughs> I, I could hear a marching band, band playing that and waving a flag. I'm getting teary eyed thinking about it. Murka. <laughs> Murka. <All right. laughs> Apparently, uh, Guile's theme takes a lot of influence from this uh, 1984 song uh from t-square called travelers which was a uh a jazz fusion band huh. so i sent you guys a link to that and you can judge for yourself but um cool. there's some definite yeah. influence there i'm sure that rob is gonna look back at this chat and go what the heck is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah he's on that chat <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, you're rolling from music right over to the the sound effects. Sound effects are yes. great. Um, you get, yeah, you, you I got... would say uh, the only problem is that the samples are kind of scratchy. 
Yeah. And that's not the Sega Genesis. This is not the Sega Genesis fault. Uh, this is the sound routine they use, or they, the uh, the playback of the samples, the quality they use. There is a hack that actually restores almost arcade quality uh, samples. So, gotcha. Very cool. Geez, to uh, what else did we miss here? We're we're starting to get that. Uh, this is gonna be a long podcast here. <laughs> there's so much that uh, I mean this this game is kind of all encompassing um, there's just so many things that you could pick up on um, like the fact that you know Street Fighter 2 directly spawned uh, it's the only game I can think of where there's a version of the game um, that spawned you know, Street Fighter 2 spawned a movie <laughs> that, spawned a game. that spawned a game <laughs> Street Fighter 2 the game the movie the game I mean, you can't kids. say that about any other game <laughs> franchise. Um, though maybe, I'm trying to think what else kind of did that um, later on. I, I guess maybe Prince of Persia and maybe the Tomb, new Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I mean, I can kind of huh. see that where it kind of feeds back into itself. But like the Street Fighter, the movie, the game was just one of those like, no, they're literally doing Street Fighter 2 but with Mortal Kombat style digitization, yeah. so yeah, I don't count that one. <laughs> it's not a terrible game. It was cool um, at the time. And I like that they kind of included all these characters that were like extras in the movie, <laughs> or not in the movie at all, really. Um, that you kind of wanted to be. So yeah, uh, I, and I, I at the time I remember playing that and actually enjoying it and playing it a lot. But that was it was the too. first uh, yeah. Street Fighter game I played on the PlayStation. Yeah, had the big, we had a PlayStation. Had like, the oh, big black so box cool. and everything. Yep. Played that and loaded uh, yeah, at someone's house game. before we we had it. So uh, twin stick shooter was... between four twin stick shooters around Smash TV type <laughs> stuff. <laughs> right. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, I'm out of jokes too. I need more jokes here, don't I? <laughs> I don't have one. That's sad. <laughs> So we talked about music, sound, graphics a lot. Um, just real quick to hit on the Super Street Fighter. So there are four new characters: you know, Fei Long, DJ, Cammy, and uh, T Hawk. Um, I think Fei Long was my favorite out of those four. Uh, yeah, he was an obvious yeah. uh, Bruce, Bruce Lee ripoff. Lee yeah. yeah, and he he was great. Uh, T Hawk was more like the we're gonna put someone Native American in here, and it's gonna be totally. And he wasn't that great. <laughs> no, I didn't. No. I, he falls in the Dalzim category for me. <laughs> he's just not that solid. His character looks awesome. Like they're yeah, he's some cool. Real, real cool. But like that little stance he does where he's holding his hands kind of in a weird way. And it just looks funny. I don't know. I like his dive bomb attack. But yeah, otherwise he's kind of weak sauce. Uh, I also like uh, DJ is not too bad if you can get his DJ's combo good. going. Yeah, and then Cammy had a really good move set. Like most people remember Cammy and Fei Long, I think. Yeah, out of the four, yeah, Fei Long had like these natural combos. It just was easy to it was easy to string combos together with that guy. I, don't think I mean, specials. I don't think special, we. It's like, do we really need to cover Super Street Fighter nah, Two on this podcast? Nah. I wasn't we playing. Can kind of just rope it in and yeah. just say that, uh, yeah, there's there's some improvements in the move set and four <laughs> new characters and maybe a few story improvements and that's about yeah. it. Some of the stages look a little different. But yeah. 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 So there you go, Street Fighter Two. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys want to move on? Is there anything else you want to say? I, I'm sure we're missing a ton of stuff here, but just for the sake of getting this podcast down the road. 
Yeah. Oh, sounds good to me. Really? All right. Well, let's do some retrofitted achievements. The Channel 6 Gems Retrofitted Achievements. Now I've only got two this time. I think I put more effort into the jokes. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, my first one's called uh, How Do You Do, Ken? See what I did there? And that's uh, Picking Ken. <laughs> and then the, to do my next one here, this is the second. Um, this one's called I'm Drawing a Blanca. And that's uh, doing a random pick and getting Blanca on the character selection. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know what, like, I've never, you guys are the only ones I've heard call him Blanca. I, I never know what I say. Sometimes I say Blanca, sometimes I say Blanca. And I do the yeah, same I'm thing with Ryu. It's like Ryu, Ryu. I, I don't know. That's where it comes to my mind. But my brother and I always call him Blanca. Well, it's just weird Blanca. that he's named Blanca anyways, because he's not white. There you go. Uh, you know, because Blanco means white. Oh. Um, so that's like the feminine form of, yeah. Yeah, of yeah. white. So I, I, I don't understand. You guys got achievements? <laughs> uh, my achievement, I thought about the go home and be a family man. Uh, <laughs> and that's like, for me, that's personally beating the game while your kids are, while you're watching your kids at home. So. <laughs> that's my Which achievement. I, did. I, got th- I got that achievement. Thanks, man. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> oh, I think I've got two. Uh, one of them is kind of a callback to Final Fight. Oh, my car. Destroy the car in the bonus My car, my car. <laughs> and, the, uh, and the other one was, uh, hey, it's your wedding day. Beat the game with Ken. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, it's your wedding. All of a sudden. I thought that was funny, too. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, let's ask the big question here. Is Street Fighter 2 for the Genesis a gym? Is this game a Genesis gym? Is it good? Or is it garbage? Uh, the folks over at Moby Rank sure thought it was. The critic score was an 89 out of 100. Very good. Uh, EGM, uh, actually, EGM actually gave it an 82 out of 100 and said, this is every Genesis game's owner's dream come true. And if we go over to our listeners, I believe you'll be able to see the consistency here. Uh, if any of you guys would ever like to actually get on Facebook and uh, rate our games, go to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Genesis Gems Podcast. Um, or, sorry, I did it all wrong. It's facebook.com <laughs> slash groups slash Genesis Gems. I'll give you the wrong one. But anyways, we go on there and we ask the question, is this game a gym, good or garbage? And to go through the list here, the first one comes from Stephen Miranda. And they say, Jim. Uh, Christopher Kellogg says, absolute gym. One of the best fighting games on the Genesis. Great pick. Mike Webb says, Jim. Best fighting game for the Genesis, hands down. Andrew Coed says, well, since we're talking all versions, I would say Super Street Fighter 2 is easily my favorite with my two favorite characters, Fei Long and DJ. That is a gem of the highest order. All the other versions are lesser gems. Uh, Barnaby Jones says, No brainer. It's a classic. Put this gem on the top of the crown. Eric Purcell says, Easy gem status. Even easier Jim Jones gem status. Carry on. Uh, Timmy Mac says, As 2D fighters go, I've always loved the Street Fighter series. Great graphics, characters, and music. With the six-button pad, the Genesis version is not just the best fighter on the system, but one of the best ports of the series. 100 spinning bird kicks and a gem. <laughs> Uh, Matt Daly says, Jim, so long as you got a six-button pad. Uh, Ken Kazuma says, when I had the first Super Nintendo version, I was jealous of the second one. You had the bosses to play, and you could use the same characters versus the same characters. You couldn't do that on the SNES without a game genie. I would call this a gem for the first time. 
It's not so great to play these days. Uh, Josh Dykeman says, despite having music that couldn't quite capture that arcade feel like the SNES version, the Genesis version of Street Fighter 2 was a definitive 16-bit version of the original formula. Once Super Street Fighter 2 came out, that changed, but I would say it was a gem now. I would say it's a gem now, and it's still a, it was a gem then, it's still a gem today. Uh, Stephen Michael just puts a picture of some anime dude throwing a bunch of gems and coins everywhere. Uh, I say some anime dude, someone's going to smack me. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> but uh, Jim Jones says, Jim all day long, but SNES comes to mind. Come on, Jim. Uh, Gabe says, it was a real good game to step above. It was a step above the original Street Fighter, but not as good as New Challengers. Douglas Delucky Jr. says, I had a lot of fun with this game over the years. Classic. If I was only good at it. <laughs> uh, Daniel Walker says, sorry to say this, but not nearly as good as the SNES version. I can only give it a good. Oh, Daniel. Uh, Nathan says, even with its pretty even with its pretty bad Giles ending theme, this one is a gem. I remember getting this one in the six-button controller. Such a great feeling. A solid game, gem for sure. Chris Vanderhoff says, this game is so awesome. What is even better is the version with DJ and Cammy. Total gem. And then Andrew asked us when this episode would be out. Sorry, Andrew. Many, many weeks later. But uh, listeners, very consistent, think this game's a gem. Um, I also believe this game's a gem. Easy to say. It's one of the best fighting games ever. I mean, I had, like I mentioned, all the toys, all the stuff. I even had, I forget to mention this, I had a Tiger handheld Super Street Fighter 2. It was the most annoying thing in the world. It would come <laughs> on with this annoying music, and every time you get ready to pick a character, it only had like six characters or something before. It was like, Cammy! DJ! It was this real loud, annoying voice, and it was an awful game, but uh, love it. I still, like I said, I just bought the Switch version like four weeks ago, <laughs> paid another 30 bucks for Street Fighter 2. What's wrong with me? But I love it. It's a gem. It holds a very special place in my heart. Nostalgia, overload, everywhere. Toys, movies, games, cartoons, whatever. I love this stuff. Street Fighter 2 on a Genesis on Super Nintendo at the arcade. It's all a gem for me. And uh, definite, definite gem. No greater for me. Um, I, you know, uh, I would. I don't think it's that inferior to the SNES version. Um, I like that you've got speed from the get-go. Um, you can kind of set that variable there. <laughs> And we didn't really talk about the different two-player modes, but uh, there's a few more than the original Street Fighter 2, like a match play and uh, pick three characters and fight. Nothing too fancy. Um, But, yeah, you know, you've got good graphics for the system, great gameplay. uh, One of the the best soundtracks, I think, uh, on the system. What's funny was uh, the... I think someone said the music on Super Nintendo is better. But what's interesting is the chip that the arcade version was, that was actually used to make the music is much closer to the chip used on the Sega Genesis um, because they're both FM synthesis. It's just the uh, YM2151 used in the Capcom in the arcade game uh, had, had some extra channels and could do multiple samples at, at once. Uh, but yeah, definite gem here. Uh, despite some of the, you know, there's a few flaws here. Um, some things that Capcom could have done better. Some some of the colors of the characters could have been a little better. But um, it's it's a definite gem for me. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the the consensus here and say gem as well. Uh, I I grew up on the Super Nintendo version of it. You know, younger, didn't really get to play the Genesis version much until I got older. And 
I I think the Genesis version is a lot closer, like Aaron said, to the arcade sound wise. I mean, I can the the twings and the twangs are <laughs> super duper close to each other on the arcade and the Genesis version. And I also like the fact that in the Genesis version, you can play the bosses from the get go. That was always kind of cool to me too. Uh, the speed on the top is good on the Genesis. I originally played it with the three button and I was like, man, this is horrible. I have to hit start to, to change my, my punches and my kicks. And uh, one of the guys that I was playing the game with said, here, try it with the six button, see if you like it better. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just like the arcade game. Yes, I love it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm definitely going to say, Jim, uh, this, this, you know, this game series to me is the fighting, the fighting equivalent, I guess, of uh, what's a really good movie, the fighting equivalent of the first star Wars. It's the, the one that all other fighting games are measured against yeah. to me. Yeah. And it's definitely one of those games where, um, the longevity, uh, you know, you'll go through the game and try to beat the game with all the different characters, but, uh, definitely shines in two player mode as well. Um, where you can kind of see like, okay, well, <laughs> best of 10, best of 20. Let's see how long we can keep going. And who's the, who's truly the best, overall this game yeah you find the best ways to troll your older brother like jump kick <laughs> low kick jump kick low kick jump kick low kick KO. oh yeah little loops <laughs> and things stuck in that was bad i think that was even worse in killer instinct though there were just so many cheap yeah combos you could yeah. do in that game DJ combo. all right well we will actually lay the gavel down this time sorry listeners who listen on patreon i forgot to lay the gavel down and we will call this game a gym <laughs> and uh fellers if you remember the last i just said fellers like i'm back fellers. Virginia. if you guys remember you our smart last, fellers our, <laughs> our last episode <laughs> we didn't actually officially rank ghouls and ghosts i know the three of us talked about it on um facebook messenger but do you guys remember where we put that on on our list i need to update this list mm. ghouls and ghosts. it was somewhere gosh i'm trying to remember where we put ghouls and ghosts i want to say it was was it above Beyond Oasis? I think it was above Castle Illusion. Yeah, and I think we said it yes. was. Maybe above NHL. Yeah, well, yes, exactly where it was. And yeah. maybe in between Beyond Oasis 13 and 14. I, th- I think I stopped it there. I'm like, we can't make that better than Beyond Oasis. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Ghouls and Ghosts is our new... We'll update this. We'll act like this is the last episode. Ghosts and Ghosts is our new number 14, which puts NHL number and NHL 94 at 15, and Beyond Oasis is still at 13 ahead of it. So that was episode 68. So this is going to be fun um, because Street Fighter 2 is mm. such an awesome game. Where do we put that on this list? Um, it's definitely personal. It, yeah, it's definitely better than any other fighting game on the list. So it's got to be above all the fighting games, which isn't very hard. <laughs> Not a lot of fighting games. No, considering <laughs> what we've covered, the two other fighting games. Yeah, I think it's better than Ghouls and Ghosts. So maybe we start there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, better than Road Rash Two. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Um. Ooh, better? Yeah, maybe better than Streets of Rage. Number I'd one. I have a hard time <laughs> making it go too much further above that, though. Yeah. What do you think? You think number eleven there? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm, number I'm eleven. I'm comfortable with that. Me too. I mean, some people might want it above, you know, Flashback or Earthworm Jim, but that this is our list. Everyone else has their own list. That's so. right. Forget you guys. All that, right. And by the time this game, I I think by the time this game came out. Um, Street Fighter 2 was already, it, you know, Genesis had kind of like, they were second to the party, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, 
while it's one of the best, it's definitely one of the best, if not the best fighting games in the system. Um, there, there's still better exclusives and things like that for the system. All right, so there you have it, guys. Street Fighter 2 is in the new number 11, followed by Street of Rage at 12, Road Rash 2 at 13, Beyond Oasis at 14, and Ghouls and Ghosts at 15. Everything else drops down a number after that. Drops down two numbers after that. So there you go. Got that updated. I feel better about that. I felt kind of bad the last episode, guys, because we had a technical difficulty where I just kept talking and then I heard nothing. And then my internet died. <laughs> so we had to do you our... You recording this episode, right? Because you yes. didn't tell us to record. Yes, I got two recordings going. They're both still recording. So if that screws up, I'm sorry. But we should be good. <laughs> so, awesome. So, all right, guys. So for our next episode, Aaron and I found a real <laughs> interesting game we're going to play. I believe what we talk about, Dark Castle, maybe? Is that what we said? Yes, we yeah. said Dark Castle. Hey, say it with feeling. Dark Castle. <laughs> Dark Castle. <laughs> And this you're going to love what we think about this game. Oh, I can't wait to play this game. Instant gem. <laughs> Again. Instant gem. Hey, any game that says Saddam was here, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a gem in my book. Oh, so, my. Yeah. so I'm going to go on a little trip to the game store. I don't own this one. I did play it a long time ago, and I don't own I'm it. I'm just, yeah, I will safely probably just play it on my other drive. <laughs> you got to keep these ones. <laughs> but yeah. No, like if I can't, if I can collect, I I will. I just like I'm moving into an even smaller apartment. Oh, gotcha. So space is at an absolute premium for me. I love buying Genesis games because it's the only thing I'm actually displaying right now in our smaller house. And now we're talking about yeah. we're actually saving up money to buy and build. One day I'll have another man cave, but for the time nice. <laughs> for the time being, it's just Genesis games on the small shelf I got. So. Alright guys, so yeah, uh, that does it for episode 69, Street Fighter 2 is a gym. Appreciate all your patience. We're going to try to get on these episodes a little bit better. We have uh, a Patreon episode coming up this week too, Virtual Fighter, when we're recording that with uh, Captain, uh, I was going to say Captain uh, James, <laughs> Captain Logan, right? Yes, Captain <laughs> Logan. Geek Geekvolution. So we were on his show not too long ago, we appreciate that, and uh, I think we will be recording that this week, and then I'm going to do a solo show. So I promise to give you all two episodes this month. We're gonna, I'm gonna be talking about NBA 2K. So we got interesting. Cause I'm going back and playing the original NBA 2K, and I'm also like 50 hours deep into NBA 2K 18, which is the newest one. <laughs> so it's gonna be kind of a nice little. Here's where, here's where the game started, and here's where it is present, and I can kind of talk about the correlation there. So I'm kind of excited about that. Um, and I think I had mentioned uh, eventually I'll, I'll do like an RPG focus. Yeah, Yes, you know, especially like the non Sega Genesis stuff that Nick might not be able to cover. So exactly, I don't, I don't have a lot. Of uh, so he's kind of the, I'm the brains and he's the bronze. There so. you go. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that were true. With the bronze part, I'm not quite there. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I hear my dog whining in the background. Which, hey, by the way, I got a dog. It's something that happened in the past few months. <laughs> so she's she's whining. It's past midnight. Apparently, I go walk her so she can use the bottle. <laughs> With that, guys, if you guys don't have anything else to add, we'll catch you all later. All right. Talk to you guys Bye. later.